Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow, like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid October 5th while supplies last. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Somebody's favorite radio program. Yeah. yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Tony Bruno Show. Beautiful. Beautiful. Man. On the all-new TonyBrunoShow.com. Rental discretion is advised. Thank you. You know what they say? The man chosen to save American radio from its horrible future. Now, here he is. Oh, yeah! It's like family. It's like, like being family. in the Olive Garden. Yeah. You guys are just like family. That's the fact, He didn't invent radio. He just perfected it. I'm innocent. What's the name of that place? Big Packers. I want full cavity searches. Everyone, go deep on them. The godfather of sports radio. It is a final. Here is. You got a big one in there? Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. Yes, you are looking live at Radio Row on a Thursday as the insanity level has ratcheted up numerous notches, as the great Emeril Lagasse would say. Bam! Tony Bruno, Miss Robin are live here, and what a crazy day. And Goodness gracious. Now that you've been to multiple Super Bowls, you know that the it's the, called the slow build. The slow build is now yes. officially out of control as Radio Row, unlike the uh, basic graveyard that it was on Monday when this week started, now all the, 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 the I don't want to insult the people that are showing up, <laughs> but the lazy people show up. They show up Thursday and Friday. They do a couple shows. They go to parties. 
and then they just say, ah, screw it, I worked hard on Radio Row. you got to work the whole week. You don't just show up on Thursday. Fans show up on Thursday, right? If your job right. is to be a, a media member, if you have any kind of legitimate news operation, show, podcast, whatever, you don't show up on Thursday. That's lame. you got to be here from Jump Street. And I believe the guys from 21 Jump Street are around pimping whatever they're pimping uh, on this show this week. But everybody's here, and uh, the party can officially get underway. I still sound sick, Robin. I still don't have the normal Tony Bruno dulcet tones. But I'm feeling better. But it's, this has been, John Avello told us last week that he had this thing for like four weeks. I know. No, I don't think you're going to do that. I don't think you had the same thing. And then who was it else? It was... Um Clayton, um, John Clayton. John Clayton said that he, that he had it, and it was like six weeks. It's an outrage. I, I didn't know there were pneumonia. I didn't have pneumonia, but there's a, you can actually get a pneumonia shot, too. I'm not going to get a pneumonia shot. I'm not even getting a flu shot. This is it for me. I'm done. But we're just getting started. we got a great show coming up. People walking around on Radio Row. We have some great interviews that we taped earlier today when we got here this morning. It's going to be a ladies' day today here, too, on Radio ladies Row. Ladies' day? No, that's ladies' night. That's a different song, Robin. Hey, I'm, I'm improvising, Tony. Okay. By the way, thanks for my Kit Kat. Thank you. I left you one. I broke you off one yeah. last piece. One last piece. Well, there's I only you four. The... Yeah, yeah. I'm starving, even though we had lunch like four hours ago. Uh, but it's been fun here, and we'll, we'll play some. You know who's going to join us today? Jen Welter. You know who she is? Yes, I do. And I'm very Dr. Excited. Jen Welter. Yes. I don't call her doctor, though. I call her Coach Jen Welter. She's she the can first, go by anything. first female to ever become an assistant coach in the National Football League. Break, we have a about, lot of firsts Yes, today. a lot on this show. Break, she, so talking about breaking the glass ceiling. And then we have Sarah Thomas, the yep. first woman to ever be an official in college football. Yep. And then now, of course, in the NFL. So right. two Pioneer women will be on the program today. And you know what else? Another first. You were, we have the fantastic Mike Golick coming on. Mike Golick will come and on. And you were the first partner with him. That's right, on ESPN Radio. Because I was there at the beginning of the 25th anniversary of ESPN Radio. And we've talked a lot about that on the show. So that's, that's a lot of good ESPN friends are here. Everybody's here. It's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest event. Nothing's even close. Now, Lady Gaga had her uh, big... Uh, Today's the day that the performers at the Super Bowl have their big audience and they fill up the conference room and the big ballroom right. and, and they have a lot of women screaming and asking questions, pretending they're journalists, even with like legitimate journalist uh, paraphernalia. Right. Fangirls and fanboys. Luke Bryan was there first. He's going to sing the national anthem. So there were a lot of fanboys and fangirls there. And then you had Lady Gaga showed up. And uh, talked about her show, and she was talking about doing it on the roof of the NRG Stadium, which is not true. She's not going to do it on the roof. The roof. The, the roof won't be on fire. And the other thing that came out of this news conference is because people are wondering, what's she going to do? You know, Lady Gaga's. She had the meat suit on that one time. Remember that? I know. I didn't like that. That just uh, no meat suit. Even though we're you know in Houston, what it was it was it wasn't about the fact that she was wearing a meat suit. Is just I immediately envisioned myself wearing it, and I got all slimy and uncomfortable because it was like bacon. Yeah, it was like bacon meat. A couple just, good sirloins in there. I started thinking like, about it, and I was like, "Oh, that feel." Ugh, it just got gave me the heebie-jeebies. And if you're gonna wear a meat suit in Houston, Texas, where we are at Super Bowl Fifty One. You better be able to slap that on a grill. And that better get... be some good barbecue. Exactly right. So Lady Gaga, the other thing we found out today in the Lady Gaga news conference, there will be no political statements. Because people are wondering with all the upheaval and tumult and the protests and all the Trump stuff going on, 
People went, well, I wonder Lady Gaga, who was obviously a Hillary fan, and we're not going to talk politics. I'm only bringing this up because it was question, It was one of the questions today right. at the Lady Gaga thing. Is she going to make a statement? Is she going to bash President Trump because she was there on election night out in front of Trump Tower with a protest sign? Apparently she's been... I don't know if she was told not to. I think the NFL wants to keep the Super Bowl about the game and not about political. If you want to hear political commentary, watch the Oscars. I can assure you you'll get plenty of that there. But the Super Bowl, it's supposed to be about entertainment and fun. This is an escape from all the other crap. I know. I mean, you have both sides of the argument. You have the argument that this is an escape. People don't you know, allow people to have their escape. Or you have the people that say, well, this is the perfect platform because you can reach so many people because there's so many people that are watching this. So, yeah, because I mean, Lady Gaga will never, and as big as she is, or any of the entertainers, they will never have a single day audience of this magnitude. Ever. But I don't, but bringing back to the the platform, I don't know what I how I feel about that because I, I don't want to like, hear anybody talking politics, pro Trump or anti Trump. See, here's I don't the, care. Sing your damn songs. In this get the hell off the stage. This is what I feel. And play and, and kick there, the damn ball off. It's not like this is a topic that isn't being spoken about everywhere on earth right now. You don't need a platform. The kind of time that I think this is a platform that could be utilized is if there is a topic that nobody talks about, that nobody's aware of, and this is the only way that you can make people aware of something. But, then that's, but, see, but that's not why they bring in big entertainers I know, but for that, halftime, That's Robin. what I'm saying is, like, I could see a platform, whether it's the Super Bowl or something else, being utilized in that way to bring awareness of something that nobody knows about. You know when there they used to do that? There is nobody on God's green earth that doesn't know about the situation with Trump you right know now. About the, you know when they used to bring the awareness when they had up with people at halftime? They brought the positive clean living member message to the people but that, that that's that's 25 years ago now it's all about bring out the biggest entertainers do your halftime show 100 million people will see you then go away and go back on tour that's all i want that's why we have alternatives because exactly. a lot of people won't watch lady gaga because they think she's going to make a political statement so you know what they're going to watch instead robin the woof, woof. the puppy ball baby <laughs> charlie batch is going to join us in the show now, uh, we talked to Charlie yesterday. Now, we didn't have a chance to play it on the show. I didn't. I, I didn't want to ask him because I didn't want to insult him. But what do you think? Like puppy bowl, kitten bowl, kitten bowls, getting up there now. No, like there is no kitten. They did it last year. They they're did not going to do it again this no, year. No, they're not going to have kittens. Oh, it's well, no, the puppy bowl. But the, I could. Okay, I have to look this up. Are you sure? I'm positive, because this year they're doing something different. See, they try to keep it fresh. The Puppy Bowl and Animal Planet. Well, so the anyway, Puppy Bowl's been going on for years. I know that, but they like they did cats and dogs one year. But they always do primarily dogs. They mix in. You're, you're thinking of the Christmas thing on National Geographic Channel. You are incorrect, Tony Wait, we have Bruno. a Puppy Bowl update? The Kitten Bowl is the Hallmark Channel version. All right, but it's not. The, the Puppy Bowl is the godfather of them all. Yes, it That's is. On I'm, not ar- I'm not arguing That's that. That's on Animal Planet. Exactly, and it's, it is definitely the godfather of them all. But the kitten bowl year, is just a layman, and I love the Hallmark Channel except for the movies. But it's played at exactly the same time. It's on it's on Super okay. Bowl Sunday, so there is a kitten bowl. So there. I'm sorry, but it's not the puppy bowl. No, no, that's the puppy I'm, bowl doesn't use kittens. That's why it's called the puppy bowl. What don't you understand? I was just asking because I love the puppy bowl. It is one of those things that everybody, when you're, even if you're, you either watch it the entire time or you switch over during commercial breaks or you just because they're adorable. 
But I'm, my my question to you is, you know, like... I'm watching the Puppy Bowl because it's well-produced and you can bet on it. There you have it. I don't it. think you can bet. And, the, and, the, and by the way, and I love kittens. We have three cats. The kitten ball is just animals just doing, just rolling around. Right. No, yeah. Puppy ball is at least a legitimate athletic that competition. Is yes. Where there's a point spread, there's an over-under. So that's why I'm watching the puppy ball. And maybe that I'll check right. Lady because Gaga they do, they do ha- actually have certain things that they have to be able to do during the puppy bowl. So there are things yeah, that they it, can... It's, it, with all due respect to the Hallmark Channel, and they do a great job, but just stick to sappy chick flicks, Hallmark <laughs> Channel, and make some more cards for Valentine's Day. Don't put, you, you can do whatever you want. You're running your own channel. I'm not watching the kitten bowl. If I want to go watch kittens, I'll go home. If I want my cats to roll all over me or me to roll all over them, I'll go home and do it at the Super Bowl myself but we'll be here so i can't do it until i get back home i want to tell say thank you to everybody i know that we are on on times that we are not normally and we're on way more often which people are loving by the way we're doing like pop-up podcasts but normally we're going to do them around this time of the afternoon because once you get to 6 p.m here it's dead uh central time which is seven o'clock in the east when we normally do our shows this place is a ghost town i mean people bail out of here very, very quickly. You know what I should do, Tony? I should actually take the wide shot camera and kind of pan it around so people can kind of get a scope. Yes, exactly. Of what this is all about. So I'm going to get up here and do when, that. When we play Charlie but Batch, I wanna, so we're, we're going to set up Charlie Batch first, though. Um, well, let me get a scope and then I'll come back and set up Charlie Batch. What do you mean, get a scope? No, I'm just When we go to Charlie Batch, then you can get up and go turn the camera around. Oh, all right, all right. It's, it's that simple. That's simple. Because, you know, there's only two of us here. We don't have people to run around and do stuff. And poor Luigi's not here, and I wish he was because we could use the help, but we're doing all right. Miss Robin's got everything under control. I'm just trying to sound like I don't sound like I have a pneumonia, which I don't. In the meantime, so Lady Gaga, or you may, as I know her, let me ask you a question, Robin. Yes. What is Lady Gaga's full name? All four. Oh, she has four names. I know she does. And it's Greek, isn't it? No, isn't it's Italian. Like, Italian? Uh, yeah, it's if, for, for new kid, no. Uh, nope. I forget, but I know that it's a very uh, I, I hate to do average it, Italian I, name. I, it's not an average Italian name. Francesca Maria. It's close, but that's something, not it. It's something like that, though. Wait, let me give you one of these first. By the way, I hate to do it. You need to learn. You need to learn your board. I know. Well, I just put it together the other day. Stephanie, Joanne, Angelina. Germanata. Germanata. That's the one Germanata. I remember. Yes. G-E-R-A-M-A. I didn't remember the other ones. But Germanata. Germanata. Which I don't believe is, uh, what did you say she was? Oh, I was thinking Greek, but I was so that wrong. That ain't Greek to me. That's nope. Italian. That is definitely not Greek. So that's why she's Lady Gaga instead of Stephanie, Joanne, Angelina, Germanata. Germanata. Now, does Germanata in Italian... Is that does that have anything to do with germs? Does it have to do with what? What? What is that? I don't know, Robin. What do I look like a linguistic anthropologist? No, you look Italian. Exactly. Not as Italian as she. She looks really Italian, like without looks, makeup. I, I mean, she can she can, she can transform. That's why I yeah, was going she does Greek. look Greek. But you know, it's the same region of the world. It's Europe. You know, Italians, French people, Greeks, very similar. Anyway, we're going to have some fun here today. Mike Golick's going to join us. Charlie Batch. And then, um, the and then, the, and the girls and the ladies, the ladies girls. day, the girls, they're still girls. Ladies. I mean, I call men boys, boys to men is coming back. So why can't we be boys and why can't they be girls? Because if it's not politically correct. 
they went from boys to men mm-hmm. while they were boys to men, and now they're coming back. Wouldn't it be men to gentlemen? I don't know. It doesn't sound as good. No, it doesn't. Meanwhile, we had a chance to catch up with Charlie Batch. Of course, he played on. He played for a long time in the NFL. I think 15 years. Four years with Detroit, and then he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, was a backup for a long time there, got to start some games. You know, whenever the starting back quarterback would get hurt, Ben Roethlisberger, Charlie Batch would jump in and do his thing. So in the meantime, let's go back and sit down with Charlie Batch, former quarterback, and now the ambassador for the Puppy Bowl, one of the big events on Super Bowl Sunday as an alternative to the Super Bowl halftime if you don't want to watch Lady Gaga or the kittens on Hallmark Channel. Well, here on Super Bowl Radio Row on Wednesday, it's just nonstop action. It starts off slowly. We like to be here every day, and you can see the steady build. And joining us now is a man who's got two Super Bowl rings, but he's not wearing them right now. Charlie Batch, <laughs> former uh, Detroit Lion, of course, uh, quarterback, and then all those years with the Pittsburgh Steelers, two Super Bowls, and now here on Radio Row. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Now, you just saw Ryan Leap was just here, and you guys were in the same draft yes, class. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's been a while. I haven't seen him in a while. I'm just like, yeah, that was. they were the first two quarterbacks taken. I, they were already partying, and I'm still waiting for my name to be called. <laughs> <laughs> you went on and had, 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 had a great career. Obviously, the other guy uh, had a pretty good career, too, that was drafted. Ryan, you know, an amazing story, and I'm glad to see that he's doing great things to help mm-hmm. people who need help. And uh, you got the two rings, so why don't you wear the Super Bowl rings, Sean? Huh? Well, I didn't have it. Uh, I didn't wear them today just because I was ripping and running early this morning, and you know, quite frankly, I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I'll put it on at some point. I Beautiful. just don't have them, unfortunately, for now, this interview. Now, you're the ambassador for the Puppy Bowl because at halftime, a lot of people turn over to Animal Planet because it's, and this year, and it's a special thing for me because my son rescues dogs. And my son, who just mm-hmm. has house burned down in Delaware a couple of weeks before Christmas, and he had 14 dogs, senior dogs that he rescues. And this year, for the first time, Animal Plant's going to have rescued rescue dogs right on the Puppy Bowl. Yes, this is exciting. And I, and I have a bunch of uh, I have a bunch of uh, rescues that I have in my house as well. And this gives an opportunity to really showcase the wonderful dogs that are there. And 100% of the dogs actually are adopted. So that's the beauty of, of everything that's going on. And I was at as high as eight dogs in my house at one point, and five of them were rescued. Wow. Right now I'm at five and three are rescued. So <laughs> it's just beautiful to really be able to incorporate them, and, and, and that's just something for me. I just love and enjoy them. Yeah, my son's got 14 dogs in his house mm. right now with his wife, and, and a lot of the dogs are older. You know, people don't people want to adopt, and it's becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. But older dogs, dogs that aren't 100% healthy, people, those are the dogs that are the ones that, that people are, are afraid and reluctant. But they're some of the sweetest animals out there, man. Absolutely. And, and that's how that, that actually how I got my first rescue, because somebody uh, left her because they couldn't afford the ACL surgery. So I had a Rottweiler come into the house. They actually uh, repaired it, and we brought her into, brought her into the house. And the, the pe- they trained her wonderfully, because when she got to the house, house, and that's the Rottweiler. So she literally was hitting, the, was hitting the door. And I'm like, what is this dog doing? But it was hitting the door because it had to go out and go to the bathroom. So she went out, did her business, came back in, and that was it. I said, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. I don't have to train it. I'm looking at my two uh, Bijan, the originals. I'm, how come you can't do that? Why weren't you able? I'm trying to teach them how to t- ring a bell, and they couldn't do the bell. Well, I, I mean, that's that's a misconception. Like, a lot of people think, oh, we're going to get a puppy, we're going to get a puppy. They have no idea how difficult puppies are and how time-consuming they yeah. are. They have a complete misconception because all they can think about is how adorable they are. And oftentimes, the older puppies or older dogs 
are easier to integrate into your house. Yes, and that's something that and it really tested my patience with my two youngest one because I wanted a puppy. I knew that, but people said, oh, you may need two because you may not be home all the time. You need They need somebody to play with. Problem was that they didn't know each other's name. You know, you yell at one and the other one thinks it's in trouble. You you know, you pray. it was just difficult to do. It took time to do it. But when I literally from day one, fun, 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 with an older dog into the house, it was unbelievable. And now, you know, it was a little easier to kind of incorporate because, you know, when I let the dogs out the front door, they know they're not coming in the front door. They have to meet me at the side. <laughs> and that's where they come in to eat. And it, that's just kind of how it is. And people are just like, how do you do that? And it's just, it just took time, and I had to get the dogs on a schedule, but it made it easier with an older dog. Well, you know what's great about because, you know, here at Super Bowl every year, athletes take up causes, but the fact that you actually have dogs, because, you know, a lot of athletes, a company approaches them and says, hey, why don't you go to Super mm-hmm. Bowl Radio Row and promote my product? But when you're, you're promoting the Puppy Bowl, and you are a guy who believes in what's going on here with these animals because you have rescued dogs. And that's cool to see because, you know, anybody can take some money from a, hey, go pr- promote my product, but you're, you're a man who's living the, the actual life of what the Animal Planet people are doing with the Puppy Bowl. Absolutely. And this is something that uh, they, they tell me the stories and I say they, you know, the people at the Puppy Bowl, and they're saying, you know, how long it takes them to kind of put this whole production together and it just takes time to do it. And it takes hours and hours and hours. And I'm like, well, I know that because it takes me an hour and some change just to get a photo shoot together for five dogs. <laughs> and you have the photographer there and I'm smiled out. I'm like, I kind of, my jaws hurt. I can't smile, but they need the perfect picture because they want all dogs to be happy. Right. They want them all looking at the camera. And after a while, I'm just kind of like, I can't do it. So I can only imagine and kudos to everyone at Animal Planet for really having the patience to really do that for so long. And I'm just trying to get to that point. I'm close, but I am really have a far way to go. Charlie Batchett, of course, on Sunday at halftime of the Super Bowl. You can uh, follow the conversation on social media at Animal Planet and hashtag Puppy Bowl this Sunday for the Super Bowl 51. Yes. Who let the dogs out? That's the big question, Here Charlie Batchett. Who do you like in the game? Actually, well, I like Team Fluff in the Puppy Bowl. I do like them over Team Rough. They just seem like the underdog. So the two teams are which ones again? Team Fluff and Team Rough. Team Fluff and Team Rough. And you have Team? Team Fluff. Just because it's like like they're the underdog. Okay. So that's the puppy bowl. But when I, uh, looking at this game on on, on the Super Bowl here, you know, it's tale of two for me because I want to see Matt Ryan win his first Mm -hmm. because of the season that he had. But on the flip side, I want to see history made with Tom Brady and Belichick. I want to see that happen. So... But I think when I look at these teams, I think the Patriots have a better defense. I think they're able to slow the Falcons down a lot uh, better than anybody could this year. And I think right now, I think I'm going with the Patriots. I think they win this game 24-20. Charlie Batch, great to see a good work with Animal Planet, man, and the Puppy Bowl. Hey, Thanks I for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. There he was, Charlie Batch. who joined us a little earlier. Actually, yesterday he was here with us. Didn't bring any dogs, though. But there's plenty of dogs around because of all the, uh, you know, the amazing thing as, as the technology progresses, you know, all these media people, we bring in our equipment every day. Our, our tables are set up, so most of the equipment we set up the first day. But the first day when we came in with suitcases and bags full of equipment, they don't have you open it anymore like they do at an airport if you have electronic stuff. Right. What they do is they bring a dog over, and the dog just goes around your bag and sniffs it. And if, if there's no explosives, they smell no explosives, boom, you go right through that's how great the and man, there's hundreds of dogs everywhere at all the security checkpoints here I in and around here. How many Houston. dogs? I, I I should ask somebody, but I think there has to be at least a hundred dogs. Don't oh, you think? more than that. There may be a hundred dogs just in this uh, in the convention center yeah. at all the different security checkpoints. You no, know, and I I my mom and I actually looked into um, the there was a program where you could adopt dogs that 
failed the training for either police or whatever, they're still fantastic dogs Absolutely. and incredibly well trained, but um, they failed for whatever reason. Uh, and they're still like a thousand times more well behaved than your normal average dog. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, the timing was just wrong for us. And we ended up um, moving to the Netherlands and getting a golden retriever. But I remember being really excited about the fact that we were going to get a German Shepherd that was going to be able to do all these fantastic things. And, and there's so many breeds. I mean, it's not yeah. just German Shepherds. You'll see, you know, lab, black labs and golden retrievers. And, and Belgian Malinois, which is very similar to a German Shepherd. Yes. So a lot of people get them confused. But when we walk into the security every morning before we come into the big main uh, radio row area here in the conference area. Uh, the dog's sitting there with one of the one of the uh, troopers, and then he gets up, comes over. The dog walks around your bag. Yep. And then he turns his head, and says "good," and then goes back and sits down again. <laughs> I should have that job. I know. So my right? sense of smell—it's amazing the sense of smell of these dogs. I mean, they're trained. I could do it just to smell. I have I have the schnoz to, to sniff out. I could do it. I'm telling you, like I explosive devices. I think so. If I were trained correctly with a little bit of food, you know, like however they do, I could, I could probably do it. Like a little, but but I I have twice twice now I have saved places from burning down because I was able to smell smoke and fire before anybody else. So you're the human smoke detector. I am. I am. Beautiful. Beautiful. There you have it. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're going to turn the other camera around now because we have a three camera shoot here. Right. And one of them is the wide shot of our whole set here. But because of the craziness that goes on around us, instead of just turning it around, you should let me hold it, and I'll be like the, the cam that yeah, moves but it's around. Like a, I, it's, it's kind of taped down. So the only thing that I can do is I can go over there, and I can just kind of uh, circle around a little bit while, while you're... So I'm going to do the two-camera shoot. Right. So you can still see you, and then I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go over there and, and turn it around. Well, why don't we Slowly. wait till we go to our next interview? No, because I want people to see the entire thing, so it's not like I just want to reposition it. So, Tony, I'm gonna sh you're, you're going to be able to see here okay. what I'm doing. We're doing it live, as uh, Bill O'Reilly once said. And so uh, Robin has now gotten up from her desk where she runs all the equipment and is heading over to turn the camera around. I, I, oh, I can see her moving the camera now. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, on Periscope, on YouTube, wherever you're watching us, on Radio Free Europe, Robin is now scanning the, the camera around. Looking down the road there. I did the Bridgestone tire football thing last night. we got to post that video where you dive off the top into a gigantic vat of sponges, but somebody throws you a four, you, somebody throws you a pass, and you have to jump and catch it in midair, and I did it. And we have video in slow motion, by the way. You know what I want for that? Absolutely nothing. i got a sleeve of Bridgestone golf balls, though, and uh, I do have video of it, so that, that was fun part of the uh, NFL experience, which is going on downstairs here. And last year in the convention center in San Francisco, the fans were able to walk around this whole media row uh, debacle. And they still are here, but there's not much actual NFL, uh, NFL experience stuff up on this floor. For example, they have, like Papa John's has his booth up there where they go up and make pizzas. And then they have the Bridgestone tire thing where you can putt a golf ball, you can... Uh, try to win fabulous, fabulous prizes. And they have these cool cardboard helmets, which I should... I got to get one of those and wear it during the show, Robin. The cardboard helmets? Should I... I during the next interview, I'll go over and grab you. Grab me one of those, because they look good. They fit better than the Rudy helmet that I wore the other day. <laughs> yes, the Rudy helmet was hysterical. Rudy's actual helmet that's going to be auctioned off on Saturday uh, as part of the Hunt auction 
here at Super Bowl. I week. wonder what it's up to by now. It was what? It was like 60,000 or something crazy before. Yeah, once the actual live auction starts on Saturday, they have like 500 things that you can go check at huntauctions.com. Uh, an amazing, an amazing array. If you're a collector of sports memorabilia, a lot of it goes to charity, but there's some amazing stuff in there, including Rudy's helmet and Rudy's jersey that he wore at Notre Dame to number 45. Meanwhile, people are checking in on Twitter. Luigi's there. Yes, he, he is. He tweeted out, I can't be there with him, but all of you can. And every day, every time we walk around, we say, man, I wish Luigi was here. And people here. are asking about him. I mean, he's he's missed. David Gal asked about Luigi. Yep. All of the people here in, uh, in in Houston at the ESPN station, 97.5 FM, and then the SB Nation Radio Network, which is right next to us here. And I really, really want to appreciate, I, I want to thank everybody that is retweeting, sharing, whether you're on Periscope, Periscope Facebook Live, YouTube. Um, it is such a huge help. This is how, this you guys are our marketing department because exactly. we haven't, we, we have been very, very lucky um, we have such loyal fans that they have been promoting us, um, and um, that's how we grow. we got to get Chris Morales in over here now. because he's got Although he did threaten to pull down his pants, so I'm not sure. Yeah, but we're not going to do that here. I'll <laughs> kill him. I will have security come in here and club him. And now he, I have to have him on because, A, he always dresses to the nines. He does. He always, he's, he's like Luigi and Joe Corrado. He's a big mob aficionado guy, even though he's not even Italian. Well, we got to turn his mic on there, Robin. Wait, 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 wait. Let me turn your mic Damn on. Damn it, Robin. You know oh, I didn't I know it was you were right ready yet. When okay. I ran your controls way back when, I That's never right. had that issue. Right. I would just fall asleep during the show. Thank you. Yeah. Chris Morales, of course, when he was a young 19-year-old punk kid. Young punk. 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 Or thug, puck. Or puck. Whatever. He was actually the man who ran my controls at Fox Sports Radio with Andrew Siciliano, who we had on the show yesterday. What I did you learn? last night. He said he loved it. He said he missed it. Yeah, I it was said, fun. why don't we put it all together? We were at the uh, Carissa Thompson, Mike Silver extravaganza. Last I wasn't night. invited to that. Yeah, everyone was invited. Not so, me. so scoot yourself invited. over, just just the chair okay. over. Okay. So you gotta be on camera here. You know, I don't like to be on camera. That's a lot of face for the camera. It really is. But uh, hey, listen, you know, man. I mean, what are you gonna do? You want to see the pinky ring? Yeah, let see, me see the pinky ring. Luigi always liked the pinky ring. I know he does. The you last are... time we saw each other, we were in Houston at Nick's place. It was yes. Final Four. Yep. See. I love you like a father. You were like my adopted sports radio father. Because people don't know this. Your father is a legendary Los Angeles DJ. Yes, Mucho Morales. Mucho Morales. They used to mucho. call me the little mooch. The little mooch? Everything, everything's That's little. appropriate. Well, it's, it's little, but it's, it's effective, as long as it's effective, right? Were you ever the mush? Did they ever put you in the bathroom and leave you in there? Put him in the bathroom. As someone no, I'm said. the mush. I'm the mush. Tony Robin's can't take me gambling. Uh, Why? Oh, I'm the She's mush. She's a jinx. She's a jinx. I'm a total jinx. So when you blow on the dice, nothing happens? Uh, I don't no. play dice. And you know what, though? I, she I, blows on the slot machine. I was lucky lately. I used to blow the chauffeur, so that's... I well, was lucky lady holidays. for many, many Where's people. Where's the rim shot? I know, I got Where, it. Where's right the rim shot, man? Come on. There it is. You got it? Did I you hear that one? Yeah. Lee Steinberg, he, wants, he always wants I, I had it ready for him yesterday. You had Lee Steinberg on? Yeah, I've always yeah. had Lee Steinberg on. The greatness. Are you going to the Lee Steinberg Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I go to he every got a Lee personal Star invite from Lee. It wasn't even through one of his flunkies. It was actually from exactly. Lee himself. Come on, Beautiful. man. That's good. 30th That's good. anniversary of the Lee Steinberg party. That's good Tony Bruno Pool, my friend. Exactly. So, so what's going on? What are you guys doing? We're doing a live podcast here. We're doing it live. Doing it live. So you did it every day? But usually it's a once a week extravaganza. Yeah, we usually Correct. do it on Wednesday. Okay. 
And then because we're here at Super Bowl, we're doing like pop up. So we don't pop it. Pop no pop up. You know, like oh, just yeah. pop up beer garden. Like pop up video. The old pop -up VH video. Wonder? Yes. Right. Except you don't have the little uh, bubbles. Although we have Nickelodeon behind us, we should have some pop up yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're gonna squirt that uh, that goo slime, on Slime, slime. The slime. Oh, if I'm lucky, I'll get slimed. <laughs> Hit the rim shot. I know. I'm Come sorry. Come on, you're slipping. See, I don't want to overdo it. Oh, no, you never do it. I used to do it all the time, shot. but yes, do I I hit, how many times do I hit you rim shots? You know why? Because you're not used to it. You you have not been at the controls of the soundboard Luigi for a long time. Luigi usually hits the drops now, and he's got, he's, he's well, got it down. This he's, is what happened. Where is Luigi? Tony knew Damn it. the 360 machine, which yes. is this big... He knows. Do you want that three? I have your three sixty. I have one at home too. In my closet. I have one at home too. What but else you have in your closet? Oh, I think I'm still in there. I don't the know. problem with a three sixty machine is that you couldn't. It was not easy to get sounds on and off. Right. You had to have like special. But that was whatever. that was primitive digital audio. Yeah, but it and it yeah. weighed like a thousand pounds. Right. right. So when we got rid of the 360 machine, because although the we big ones are fun sometimes, I mean, yeah, yeah. sure, absolutely, I mean, they always are. Uh, yeah. And um, you know what so they say. Then yeah, hit it. Tony did not have this handy dandy little thing. I created the. You know what they say, by the way. Did you create that? I created that as a Bruno drop Chris in 2002. Does, Chris does a lot. All the crazy opens you hear at the beginning yep. of the shows, and you his, know what they his say. Company, your company is still CMM Spectrum, right? Well, that's my Twitter, but yeah, pretty much. Okay, and so Chris does the most amazing imaging. I Thank mean, he you. comes up Except with... I don't do the imaging for your shows. Why not? Well, you couldn't you even do a super, no, super, super Bowl open for me? Well, nobody called me. i got to do my own opens now. Well, as you said, I took a sabbatical. You over took the a fall. sabbatical. You fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, you I, were I, like I went into persona incommunicado. As they said in The Godfather, sometimes you got to hit the mattresses. You know what they say? Yep. Cold got to be. That's one of your favorites, right? Oh yeah. But remember, we used to cut it up and then put different things on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Another one of yours is. Uh, hey, where are the white oh, women at? Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't say? Who Feels doesn't? Like it's 2003 all over again. Who doesn't say that like every day here in Houston? Oh. Oh, Every baller man. in the entire oh, world is here on, uttering that. Uh, Just don't go to South Houston without. Uh, hey, where are the white women at? They're That's everywhere, man. They're Absolutely. everywhere. Chris Morales joining us. Uh, I no. need a new open, though. Can you do me well, a new open? What I don't do you mean want like right now. What do you want to say? I just, I don't you want. Don't, you get mad when I use like all the old. Yeah, material. I don't want like 50,000 sound effects in oh, there. Oh, come on. I just want something. I get paid per sound effect. Now, you guys don't have to pay me. I'll comp it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you did do a lot for me over my career. Well, thank I you. I wouldn't be who I am. I don't know who that is. In sports radio, if not for you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, anyway, we're having fun here. So, so we'll, we'll what have you been doing? Well, I do the imaging for many sports radio stations across the country. Now, you're doing the imaging. You're doing uh, also a podcast. with. I host uh, a, U a USC podcast for Rivals and Trojansports.com. Then OrangeBloods.com I'm involved with. Is that the Orange, Orange Bloods? Yeah, that's What UT about the Orange Crips? Texas. What about the Orange Crips? I don't know. So, about yeah. that. I, I don't like to get jumped into those kind of things. Now, Chris, exactly. I'll go to an Eyes Wide Shut party, but that's about it. Well, we I'm we have tons of one. people all over listening in. Facebook, Periscope, yes. YouTube. For those of the people are asking, what is imaging? That don't it's know. So, it's the fun little stuff that you hear at the beginning of a radio show that should be at the beginning of this radio show. I had one of those. We played it, and, and then, it's most of it's your stuff in the middle. We just oh, added an open. Oh, good. To it. So you just took you're, you're re reusing Robin, the magic. Like I said, Robin, freshen it up. So we put NFL music at the beginning of it, oh. and then went back to your normal open. Okay, that's okay. That's fine. So yeah, stuff like that. That's what imaging is. And imaging then I do a lot is, of that. And you're listening to right. you know that kind of stuff. And I'm now, considered uh, good because I have fun with it. I guess that's what and, they say. And uh, Justin Ray Alania says he looks like an Italian. Oh, beautiful. I'm only half Italian. You want to know which half? 
The bottom. Uh, the bottom. Come on, thank you. Come on, man. What's the matter on. with you? What's the matter with you? Uh, oh, hey, Tony. Um, fantastic friends who have now become fans, Jill and Jim December that we met in the Virgin Islands. They are on That's right. watching. People now, Robin, are watching all over the world. I don't know if they can see my hands on camera, but do you see this? This now no, notice Tony's doing it too. What it's is something that? I learned. I just—it's a nervous habit that Tony does while he's on yes, the air. Yes, he does. I do. And I pick it up now too. I, now I do it constantly. Do you know what else he does? Hold on a second. I'm going to put put myself on this shot as well. Hold on. Robin's actually directing. We, we go in the A shot. Robin's uh, Robin's doing the, uh, the the directing there. She's actually controlling the video as yeah. well. The horizontal. What do you guys want to do for the ending? I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we'll, so we'll, this, we'll work we'll on it. Out, so, yeah. so, so that everybody can see, this is the other thing that Tony does when he's anticipating getting ready to speak, and somebody else is speaking. He goes like, oh, he moves like, his mouth a little. Yeah, well, yeah. and he's just like, he's he's like getting ready, but because he's I not, don't want to jump on. He's top not trying of the to interject, but you can recognize on his face that he is anticipating speaking. You, you, don't, you don't shake your body like Dan no, Patrick, no, no. our friend Dan Patrick. Oh, no. Have you ever noticed? Well, he's on air. He's shaking. Is he now, shaking? I've read. He's shaking, Frankie. Like, there's a bunch of people all over the internet say asking whether Dan has Parkinson's or something well, like I'm, that because I'm of that. I'm a real a-hole if I just said that, and he does. I don't think he does. I think it's just you know, my dad was a disc jockey for years. My dad used to move his leg like a, a lot while he's on air. It's just the thing. And I use my hands all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I noticed when I was I was doing an interview in the Fox thing the other day, when I was holding the mic, my hand was shaking. Like when I was interviewing Howie Long and then Jay Glazer and uh -huh. Joe Buck. I noticed my hand was shaking. Now, why don't you use headphones? Though? I got the little earpiece yeah, the here. Do yeah. you like that, though? It's, it's, the quality's not as good, but at least I can hear stuff. Yeah. And I can hear the surrounding. When I put headphones on in a, in a studio, it's different because I don't, I don't have any noise around me. Right. I want to be able to hear everything going on around me because I can see everything going on around me. Yeah. And let me tell you, there's some great sights and sounds there out there. There are great right? sights and sounds wow. on Radio Row. It you is got not. processing on this mic because it sounds good. We got everything in you here. You got process, a little compression, a uh, sensation. You got to trust the process. The, right? the Allen and Heath board has Beautiful. a fantastic preamp. Do you know Allen and Heath? I know good preamps. I think they did. The, they used to do the morning show <laughs> in Indianapolis. I, think. I thought they uh, did the morning show after you left Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now, later now, on. Now, let me show everybody. I want to show Chris Morales because, you know, our buddy, as I mentioned, you, you met Luigi. We hung yeah. out at the final. Oh, you want to show the cufflinks? And then, of course, Joe Corrado, our other buddy. Yeah. Big mob guys. Right. Not only does Chris talk the mob game and watch yeah, all the it. same stupid mob yeah. movies that those guys do. Exactly. He, you dress the part, You got to dress the part. You got to have the hanky. You got to have, have the hanky. You got to open up your dress shirt. Now, do you have any times. chains under there? Any no gold chains. chains? I used to wear the, uh, you know, the horn, the yeah. Italian horn. The what happened to that? It's a little much. It's a little much. It's a little much. When you, you know, that's a little much for it's LA. For LA, it's a little. For much. LA, that's nothing. No, I don't. You can't be ma mafioso if you don't have a you don't have a gold but chain. But in LA, on, you got to be careful. Then they think you're Armenian mob, and then they really will shoot you in the head just for the heck of it. As long as you stay, in, if you're in Glendale, you're okay. <laughs> so if you go out of Glendale with the Armenian. There's a big Armenian uh, contingency up there. There is. It's huge. Yeah, we had a lot of Armenians working on our show. Did you? I love Armenians. I didn't know you were a friend of the Armenians. I love the Armenians. Is Sunny Leone uh, Armenian? Or is that, no, uh, no, no, is no. that Persian? No, she's she, part Indian. Yes. Oh. oh, that's right. You guys were telling me right. about she's, she's a Bollywood huge. sensation. She like went from huge. porn star to Bollywood superstar. Do you remember the old days when Jenna Jameson once called me your ball boy on the air? Yes. Yeah, that was Those good. Those were the good days. Those were the, the good, good old days. Time. You know whose show I'm going to be on Sunday? Who? I'm going to be on Courtney Cummings' show. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Between the cleats or behind the sheets or no? No, it's between the cleats. Well, between, between the, the sheets cleats. is on tonight. Uh, I know. You I'll can be catch me on 105.7 <laughs> Urban Soul. We're gonna go on the quiet storm. Tony. No, Bruno. but Courtney, talk about somebody that knows her stuff. Yeah, on, she knows. Sports. She knows sports. She used to go on the Tony Kornheiser show every week, giving football picks. 
So Courtney's not like the vivid girls we used to have on who were great friends but didn't know sports, and we have to give them scripts. We gave them scripts. You don't have to give Courtney a script. No? She's phenomenal. No. All right, now, here's what I'm going to do later on. What are you going to do? You go into the party. There's a big party. We didn't go to any parties. We went home last night. Well, we went to the media party two nights ago. But no, last night we and shut you, it that's down. That's when you did the rodeo thing. That's when I did the rodeo thing. I didn't thing. shut it down, though. You did not. My good friend Jay Mariotti took me to Vic and Anthony's for Vic, a steak. Vic nice. and Anthony's? Yeah, we went to Vic and Anthony's. Is it Anthony or Anthony? What do you think? Probably Anthony here. Yeah, and I'm saying But Anthony. like in New York and Philly, it would be Vic and Anthony's. Yeah. yeah. Was okay. it a good steak? It was beautiful. I have not been to a steakhouse here. It's and an then, outrage. And then uh, we came back here. We did some uh, stuff at the Hilton next door, which has become like the hot spot all week long for media people. And it's like the. the I hate know, those media people. Yeah, I, I try to stay away from them. And then uh, our good friend Sam Patesh and I went over to the Carissa Thompson, uh, Mike Silver extravaganza. Oh, so there, this was a multiple. This was, well, who this was like a multiples? late night. This was a late night. Yeah. So there well, you go. But you don't have to get up early and go to work at least, do you? No, I mean, I mean, I'm doing stuff, but no, I don't have to be up early. But exactly. I was up at about 7 a.m. But anyway, so people out there, if you want to hear classic Tony Bruno stuff, I'm going to be tweeting out some stuff. Robin and I have talked about it. Twitter, my Twitter handle is at CMM Spectrum. Follow me because I like to tweet. CMM Spectrum. Spectrum. And Robin will retweet it. Yes, and all I that will. Stuff. Absolutely. But the classic Bruno segments uh, from the old Fox days, the bits we used to do. But there's profanity and stuff the in blues. it, right? Some so. of the outtakes are amazing. Oh, the outtakes. <laughs> now, we, we have played for everybody the fantastic um, Bruno... Uh, you, you did a whole thing where it sounded like he was going to be on uh, a show. Oh, inside, inside the Bruno yes. studio. Inside yes. the Bruno, thank you. And that's you. just a sample of what I used to have to live yeah. with and every day. That was awesome. Inside the Bruno studio. That was classic. Yeah. Classic stuff. There's an actual demo of the Fox Sports Radio stuff, which uh, you put too, together, yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because it's, it's just a compilation of me and Andrew doing crazy stuff on the air, and then you playing drops. And the sad part is we lost a lot of the shows. I have a lot of them, but we lost a lot. I threw them out because I was mad at you. Exactly. Because you left us. I'm so. the only person who's done 45 years of radio and doesn't have, like, three yeah, tapes you, of yeah. anything I've you done. You don't have anything. I don't have any of the stuff I've ever done. But that's okay. Because there's, there's, I feel like I'm the archivist. No, we have an actual Jim from Cheltenham, Pennsylvania, in Philly. Yeah. He's the official archivist. He has, he has radio oh, is interviews. Oh, it archivist, not archivist? No, it's archi either way, I think, or either way, depending oh, on what yeah, you like yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like no, it both ways. But Jim has tapes of, like, me and Andrew and me and Mark Willard and, and me and uh, the Tommy Lasorda stuff and all the other crazy stuff we used to do. But the only thing we've already asked before you go there, we did ask he does not have the 9-11. No, no. nobody has the 9-11 show. Nobody no. has it. But it's people so every year on 9-11, people remember the day when Andrew and I were all on the air yes. on the West Coast. When it was like 9 a.m., it was like 5 a.m. our no, time. Absolutely. It was we 9 a.m. in the east. We went on at 5 a.m. Pacific, which was just after 8. And in that, I believe, at the top of the 6 o'clock hour, that's when everything started happening. And we went yep. from sports talk to journalism. Back when there was journalism. And back when sports radio guys wouldn't even attempt to do journalism, they just ran away from the biggest story in the history of, of, of our world. No, it was one of your greatest shows ever. I'm not, I'm not looking for compliments. I thought we you? did. No, no, we, no we did what we're supposed to do. Okay. We did. We stayed on the air when we came. You know, nobody's going to talk about Michael Jordan when the world is exploding. So, Robert, by the way, before I before I say goodbye, could you take a picture of? I don't know if this has ever happened. Now, I know at Nick's place, I'm, I jumped on with you. Yeah, yeah I normally wouldn't allow you on the air. When I was on the air with you at Fox, podcast. I was in a different studio. Right. I was running the control room. I was in the control room. Right. You, you would just snarl at me across the glass and then say. <sighs> Horrible things in the talkback. So, like, come on, man, play the rim shot more. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! I never told you to play the rim no, shot. No, you, you love the rim shot, don't you? You love the rim shot. 
This isn't the original one, though. I got to find my, Mar- you know, Marvin Smitty Smith. I thought you were going to say Mark Willard. No, no, Marvin okay. Smitty Smith, the, yes. tonight, the drummer on The Tonight Show right. with Jay Leno. He came in studio and did personalized rim shots. He brought his entire drum kit in and did personalized rim shots for me on the air. I and then I, I have a, a I have a rim shot once. Oh, come on. Better be careful here in Houston. And, you, know, rest your ass. and you understand that this humor, people wonder, Chris, how are you so quick when I'm, I'm trying to have conversations? How do you have this random stuff that comes out of your head? A, I'm insane, but it's because of you. As a troubled youth, you taught me <laughs> how to be quick and how to have this you can't teach people of to be consciousness. Quick. You can't te- teach people to be And I think you have it. Siciliano has yep. it, and I have it, and others that have worked with you because you infected us, okay? And we can never get it out. I mean, last night, I see him at this uh, the party, all of a sudden, yo, yo, yo. And it's just that we learned that from you. Thank you. Well, I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's the you, haven't gone, you haven't gone to jail. Yeah, It's like the Bill Belichick tree and the, you know, the Bill Parcells tree of coaches, the Bill Walsh tree. You're part of the Tony Bruno tree. You know, maybe I'd be making more money if I was in the Belichick tree, but I'm having a lot more fun being in the Tony Bruno tree. Well, thank you, Chris. All right, guys. Well, what's on the next? What's coming up? We're gonna have. Well, we have. We're gonna have uh, we Mike Golick. Yes, Mike Golick. Mike Golick came by. Beautiful. It was a, like a fact. Was like the I think Golick. now you have to say Mike Golick Senior, right? Mike Golick Senior and Mike Golick Junior actually stopped by too. Awesome. Well, great to see you guys. Thank you for having thank me you. on. Can you go Keep get me a cocktail now? They had bar. A cocktail? There? No, I'm kidding. Well, they actually cocktail. to show you how how great Houston has been. Yesterday in the in the media lounge in the middle of the, they had, they were serving wine and beer and to the media. T- I'm sure they will tonight. Too. Wine and beer for all these ingrate media people. All right, well, I'll see you tonight, guys. Hopefully at this uh, extravaganza. What's the name of the big party now? The Big Texas, party. Big Texas party, now, right? That is branding. That is branding. And where's it going? Are party. there still tickets available if people want to go? Craig what? Larson just texted me. There are tickets available. He's got. What's the name somewhere. of the, the venue? Silver Street Studios. Silver Street that's out near Studio. where we are in Galveston, near the Galleria yeah. area, right? So that's anybody that's located here in Houston that's listening in. This is going to be huge. Houston. Huge. Now, where Hello. do you get the tickets? I don't know. I'm sure Big the door. BigTexasParty.com. You can get them at the door? Get it at the door. Oh, you can get them at the, the door. Ticket. So, yes, you can get tickets at the door, or you can go to where? BigTexasParty.com. Big a lot of NFL players. There's a room. Dak Prescott's going to be there, right? Scheduled to appear, as they say on all the award shows. Yeah. Scheduled to appear, but there'll be a lot of NFL players. Dak Prescott, I now, mentioned. Tony, Tony and I are on the list, right? Am I on the list? <laughs> Uh-oh. Am I on the list? The I better list. be on the damn You're list. You better list. be on the damn list. We'll take care of it. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull one of those. Don't you know who I am? Yeah. No, no, I you know. You know who I am? <laughs> oh, no, I'm What if you bring an unwrapped toy? I'm gonna. Uh, I usually do. What, Robin usually does bring. I do. I have. She several. gives away unwrapped toys on the air. No, what they're kind wrapped. Of toys? They're they're wrapped. wrapped. No, I have. Wrap them. I have. I I had a Robin's box giveaway. You know what's what's in the box? What's in the box? So man. when we were in L.A., we would always have. You know, the girls would come into the studio from right. Playboy and all the places. Right. Vivid, and they would bring product, and so we would amass this like gigantic chest full of toys. And then Robin decided, let's give away and the they, toys I mean, to the, like, go, the boys and girls. You can only use so many. So, I mean, I had tons and tons that were still wrapped. Yes. I wouldn't give Game Worn. That, no. That's like when Those we, are extra. Remember when we gave away uh, Tony Claus, gave away Vivid Prophylactics? Yes, exactly. And that's the, we're doing the same. With Tony Claus yep. is still in business. Tony Claus is still here? Even you though still the, got econ- the mistletoe belt? No, we don't have the uh, mistletoe, no, no belt. mistletoe no. belt. Okay. No, we'll, we'll bring that back this year, though, if the economy gets better and Beautiful. the country calms down a little bit. Oh, I'm going to go get you a cocktail, and I'll see you guys later on. Can you give me a red wine if you're out there, really? Do you still do red wine Fridays? Yeah, we do red wine every day. Beautiful. 
Yeah, Whatever po- we got. Yeah, podcast. We could drink all the time. You're damn right. Yeah, I could we used to do it on the air. On the air. No, you no, can't snort do any drugs okay, there. I don't, want, I don't want to get arrested on the own, my own show. What's the matter with you, man? All right, guys. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. Chris Morales, ladies and gentlemen. Half Italian and half Mexican, right? Yeah. The bottom half is Italian or Mexican. The bottom half is Italian from the waist up, Mexican. It's a good mix. That's a good mix. It is a good mix. No, you know what else was a good mix? What was a good mix? Still is a good mix. Oh, this thing doesn't stop. (laughs) All right, he's he's gone. So stop applauding. Now stop. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to catch up. It's it's, it's a reunion week for me. Yes. The Super Bowl once a year. I don't think I can do this more than once a year. But every year, all the people that I know in the world of football converge on the Super Bowl city, including everybody that I've worked with, which is pretty much everybody that's ever been in this business, including my old partner. I knew him back when he played for the Philadelphia Eagles when I met him the first time back in the 90s. And we worked together. We've stayed friends. He is the great Mike Golick, who joined us a little earlier here on Radio Row. Our Radio Row is not complete without a reunion of everybody I've ever worked with in the business, <laughs> including this man. I parted ways with him. He's gone on to bigger and better things. I've gone on to a life of misery, <laughs> failure, and doom. Uh, Mike Golick, of course, who now is looking for a new partner, but he's going to hire his son instead of the original host of the uh, How about ESPN it? That's what I said. You know, hey, bring Tony back. Bring Tony back. And, and normally I would say that, but, you know, that blood's thicker than water type thing. You know? <laughs> I, got, I got my son. Though everybody's saying my son does so well and speaks so well, and I'm like, wait a minute. You know how they always say you want your kids to do better than you? And I'm yeah. like... I may not want that. Everybody's talking too nice about him. I have to remember he doesn't have any hair and he's only 27, or I may have to remind him about some other things. Interestingly, though, when I, when I first started working, I knew you back in Philly with the Eagles, yes. of course, and that's when we knew each other and Carver, you were covering the team. And, and then all of a sudden, you're in Arizona. We come up to Bristol. We do right. the morning show, the original. And I just went up there and did a, the 25th, 25th anniversary. 25th anniversary, yeah. With Keith, uh, Keith Olbermann. And that Chuck had Wilson. to be on. We, we had Keith on a little bit about that, and we're talking about him and you and Chuck Wilson with the ruler measure. Measuring his all his, his stacks of paper and his work is just hilarious. So then I meet your family, and your kids were like ten years old. Yes, right back then. This is why we're talking about ninety-eight now. Yeah, because at ninety-two, as I started ESPN right. Radio, right, and then ninety-eight when you moved out with your family, they are all of a sudden. Your kids were little, and now they're all grown up, and they're doing radio, and they're running companies. I know. I got my one son and his fiance owning a couple workout studios. My son, Mike, working here at ESPN after short stints with the Steelers and the, and the Saints. My daughter, Sydney's working with the NFL this week. She was working with the Browns all year, though they were going to put her on the field at one point the way it was well, going. Well, she probably could have helped him. Yeah, that's exactly right. Did but she play now quarterback? She, yeah, she, somebody <laughs> needs to. So she's here with the NFL. So, yeah, it's a family affair. It's pretty cool. But I miss you, man. Always good to see you. No, you know I, that. You know, people ask me all the time about that. And, you know, a lot of the younger, because that's 18 years, 17 yeah, years yeah. ago now. And people don't remember the original show. We had a blast. Yes, we did. We, we started the thing. We were trying to get it out there. We're one in, in one market in Chicago. We're in No, Bristol, we're in Binghamton, New York, too. Don't well, forget. Well, how can you forget Binghamton? And so we were trying to find Binghamton Sports to talk, but we based yeah. it. Um, it was a national show, but we were on Chicago. Yeah. And Mike and I went. And we I saw Lou Canellis, who obviously oh, is big yeah, in Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. And we had a lot of fun. We went to Chicago all the time. We went on the Jerry it's, Springer show. But, oh, I remember that. <laughs> what was great is we're sitting in a, in a in a in a small studio in Connecticut with all kind of Chicago posters around us yeah. to give it the feel like we're in Chicago. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is gonna work. I, I still have some old pictures from when I had hair. 
But, but <laughs> well, you look better now those. than you did then. I look like a complete wreck, but you look better now <laughs> than you wife. did. my wife. My wife kicking my butt, man. It's what's, what's going on. No, but you take care of yourself, too, which you have to do, man. Yeah, you, you, you really do. Plus, I'm type 2 diabetic, so I got to, you know, try and keep the weight down and be healthy and all that. So it works out pretty well. Now, you're doing this other stuff with this regenerative well, stem, stem this cell? This is Premier Stem Cell has been incredible. They're in Colorado, and they're going to be up in Scottsdale as well. You know, I had 12 surgeries when I played, mostly in my shoulders and a couple of my knee, and I was living off of, uh, of cortisone shots. So there's a former player who turned me on to, to, to premiere in Colorado, and I went there, and, and the best thing about it is because you're wary, but the best thing, it's like it's all your stuff. There's nothing foreign going in your body. Right. They go in there, they, they tap, they get uh, your stem cell, your own, spin it around, put it back into where they need it to, to regenerate that cartilage. I did it in my shoulder, did it in my knee, did it in my neck. I have not had a cortisone shot in three years. Wow. It's been wow. incredible. And we have former athlete after former athlete that have done this. I have my son Mike has done it. My son Jake did had it in his back. He played his entire sixth year in, in college because his back was he had back surgery so he could play. My daughter had it before senior year swimming at Notre Dame so she could swim. But it's not just all that. My wife had a stem cell IV before the New York City Marathon. That's why now it's a wellness center as well. They offer more than that now. And it's not just for the former athlete. It's for everybody, even someone like you. Really? Yeah, it's could exactly help me? right. It could help you. I need all the help I well, can get at this point. Well, it could definitely help you. There's no now, doubt is, about it. Is this the, the stuff that it was originally um, out of Europe? Up, right. I well, mean, this this is when th that was where they use other people's stem cell. This is okay. your own. That's okay. and that was that Controversial. was. I, I was put so much at comfort talking to everybody there about this is all your stuff. That's what it is. It's just yours. So nothing foreign going into your body. I'd go there in the morning and I'd be out a couple hours later. And you know, you just it's, it, and you're not debilitated at all. You're not right. bedridden. You can start slowly working your way back. All the way That's to, like amazing. I said, my son would play an entire, just didn't come back to, to feel healthy, played football, getting hit and everything, and was great. I mean, And are there any a, age restrictions? Like no. my dad has a degenerative back. No, and has absolutely not. Wow. You just, you get that MRI. And he lives in Arizona, so so these are these clinics now, they're not all over the country yet. But not yet. They're, they're going to keep growing more so and more. So there's one in Arizona, country. as you mentioned, there's, Scottsdale. There's gonna be, it's going to open up in Scottsdale, which is beautiful. i got a place there. It's five minutes from my house. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to be living there. It's, it's just fantastic. and but, but the great thing is it's not just for former athletes anymore. It's for everybody, and it's been, it's been a lifesaver for me. I mean, because we all know cortisone is really just a yeah. Band-Aid. Exactly. So, and I haven't had one, and it's been great. Yeah, I had to get him in my hips because I had bursitis. Yeah, it has all these side effects, too. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, as I said, you're all, it's all your own stuff. So, it's a so cool now thing. people are going to say, yes, I want. So the people out there listening and watching the show, how do they get information? Go on? to, to uh, prstemcell.com and check them out there, and you will get all the info you need. Contact them, what, whatever you need to do. But that's it, prstemcell.com. Will it grow hair? Because I don't really want to grow my hair back. Because this look, now, when, you, when I work with you, I was You balding. have the look. At this point, you don't really want hair. And if they do a Breaking Bad uh, sequel, I'll be a You're all set. You are <laughs> golden. You are the stand-in. There's no doubt about that. Last thing, Mike, and about the show. So everybody's wondering, who's going to be Mike Golick's new partner? I keep hearing your son. I keep hearing Trey Wingo. Is that a big secret still? No, it, it's a, if it's a secret, it's still to me because they haven't told me. Oh, okay. It, it's one of those where, you know, I, I'm that 10th rounder reliving <laughs> my days of carrying my lunch bucket and wait to being told what to do. You know, it, it, it's probably one of a few people. You know, I know my, my son Mike's been talked about in articles and Trey, and, you know, you just have to wait till see what they nobody's say. Nobody's ever mentioned Tony Bruno in this. I, oh, you know what? That was all over. People are all like, hey, get get back the other We have the jingle said, still from back then. Are you then. kidding me? I mean, we, remember we, the jingle? They, uh, they cut, but there was like a full order. Orchestra. I, I remember a lot of things from our day that they can't go public with. <laughs>
<laughs> no, it's great. So when did your son Mike get it? You know, because you're in radio, but you're an athlete, and he was an athlete. He went to yeah. school. Yeah. When did the radio bug hit him? Because you know, my he, two sons never had any interest in radio. He was always very good. You know, at Notre Dame, it's a high profile, so he would talk to the media a lot. He was on the team that went undefeated, so they got a lot of pub before you know, we were in the national championship game, and he was always one of those go-to guys, you right. know, for the normal writers. That like you. Know. you know, you go it, Right, the, exactly. You know, you can get a good quote from him, smart kid, and it just kind of snowballed from there. You know how it goes. It's a, hey, can you come on this show? Hey, can you talk about this? And he would do that while he was playing with the Steelers or with the Saints. He would still do some of that, and the football didn't work out, and then it was like, hey, you want to try this? And as he tries everything, you know, just try it, try it, see how you do. He's a, he's a naturalite. He speaks way gooder than I do. Good. <laughs> Real good. Yeah. I, as I said, though, I'm better looking than he is, so we're all still. I'm good there. I think you are better looking. And, how, and, plus, I always and your wife's beautiful. So what happened to Mike Jr.? And, and, and I tell him to take his hat off and realize at 27 he's losing his is hair. Because so. my, my oldest oh, son yeah. is losing yeah. his hair, but uh -huh. my middle son has a full head of hair. Yeah. So I don't know how that happens. Oh, he can't stand Does the Jake have a full head of hair? You know, Jake's hair is thinning as well. Really? They all went on the other side but, of the yeah, family Yeah, but you that. have a full head of hair. I'll have it's a real. Full, I'll be 10 years dead and still have a full head of hair. Wow. How yeah. did that happen? I don't know, but I'm happy. It's the only is thing Chris I have over anymore. Is the family? Is there, is there baldness? There, there's there's a little bit with with her father, yeah. So okay. so they're all mad at uh, her, her. I her. thought that was passed down through the, the dad, though. See, now you're getting into an area I See, no, my dad no was bald and I'm bald. And my, my two sons, though, one is bald and one isn't. So I don't know how that works. So was one mad at you and the other not? No, they don't. No, they, they, they don't care. They're all mad at me. You well, know, okay, for one reason or up. another, huh? They grow up, they're in their that's 30s. That's the one thing. Yeah. My, they're in their 30s now. You my, know. my sons are all <laughs> mad at me for something. My daughter never is because she still has my credit card. So, you know. Exactly right. Mike there. Olick, Mike, the, uh, Mike and, so will it be the Mike and Mike show when they name your son as the... Uh, as the new co-host? Yeah, but I should get top billing, right? So yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> the Mike Junior, Mike Senior, Senior, senior yeah, Mike junior? Senior. Mike now you're going to have yeah. a thing on the back that says uh, Senior how about or, it? or, yes, or the Junior third, or something like that. Yeah. No, you got to put two slashes on the back. What well, was interesting when he was playing <laughs> on on his jersey? I think it said Golik Junior, and I'm like, why the hell do you have Junior? I'm not playing anymore, so it's not like there's a jersey that says Golik Senior on it. So, but that's what's weird because you see these NFL players and they they don't have Junior. They have like two, yeah, three. Yeah. You know, and then my, and then obviously Steve Smith Senior. Right, right. I don't so understand. I that. don't understand how. So I don't understand the junior and second, and I think yeah. it has something to do with a middle name or something. I don't really I know. Don't know. You know, you're supposed to know this. Well, stuff, not right? only no, your reason you know why I don't know because I don't care. Right. It's probably the biggest reason. <laughs> So, so what's next other than you're going to continue doing the yeah, show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still got the energy to keep doing the show, absolutely. So I'll just I'll keep doing the show, man. After, you know, keep talking sports. I love it. I get up early, but I'm done early. You know, down the road, I got my place in Scottsdale I'll end up with years down the road and, uh, and go I'm from I may have to come out there and, like, crash in your – well, you don't have a basement in Scottsdale. No, no, I, I, I got a place for you. All right, beautiful. You may not like it. There'll be, like, snakes <laughs> and stuff in it, you know. I got my not, – not Mike, but my son Jake's getting married in July, so that means down the road they'll be – grandkids, you know, so I'll, I'll go through that again. I Beautiful. want him to call me Pappy. That's my... Is that I like Pappy? Pappy. I want Pappy. I like Pappy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, nobody uses that anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I've big been called Pappy. Big Poppy, but that's a different well, thing. Well, that's a one they call thing. me yeah, Big Papa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, big Pappy. I still have not made it up to Bristol. One of these days... Maybe, Tony, you can guest on the show so that I can finally see I haven't the been Bristol. to Bristol since 2000. Why, so would, you, sure. why would you want to I go to Bristol? You know why? It's because I haven't been yet. Okay. Once, I think that once the reality of it, Once you go and like, get it out of your yeah, system, yeah, 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 it's not like it was back in uh, 2000. <laughs> well, well, we'll go to all the hangout places in Bristol. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sure you know. there, I've, I've is heard there are many. Pala and that. And okay. So five minutes later, you'll be good. Exactly. Mike Golick, ladies and gentlemen, here. How many Super Bowls is this for you now? 18th. 
I got this is my 29th. Like, That's, have you ever seen you ever stay for the game? Yeah, I used to. I now, never, I once they start putting the media in a big tent in a yeah, parking lot yeah. in a folding chair, I'm like, yeah. why am I here? I, I go watch it at I home. I never or at a bar. wanted to stay in the game. I want to be home on my couch in my underwear, eating wings and watching the game and the commercial. So you're going to be back home in Connecticut? I'll be back home. Yeah, I'll Are you home in the Sunday. same house? Uh, same house, yes. Wow. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Pretty man. wild. Time Pretty flies wild. when sure you're having does, fun man. when you're getting old. Yeah. Mike, you know I love you, man. Good to oh, see you as man. always, love buddy. Love you too, Tony. Always good the to see you. The great Mike Golick, ladies and gentlemen, here on Radio Row. Let me give him a roaring round of applause. Yeah. One of the things, Robin. One of the things that uh, that is a lot of fun for me coming back here, not just because I see my friends, but so the audience can hear that all these people that I work with. You know, who people assume I have, you know, we don't get along, they, we hate each other, uh, something bad happened, bad blood. None of that stuff happens. I know. I know it's, it's amazing how many people out there think that you got fired from ESPN or you got fired from whatever. And I don't, I don't think you actually got let go from any. Uh, sporting news at the end because the, right. the guy there didn't want to pay my contract That's and, right. uh, but and he tried to find a way out. And even then, that was the only one, like, most of the time, like, your contract would either end or, or you decided to do something different. At, at Sporting News was the only one where your contract hadn't ended yet, but they wanted to get rid of you. They wanted to sell the, they wanted to sell the radio operation. Right. And the only way you could make this a sale easier is to cut overhead. And so they knew they were going to unload it and try to get what they can. So one of the ways they unload it is by presenting a budget that doesn't have a lot of money in it. Or less, you know, the amount of overhead is reduced when you start getting rid of all your high-priced right. talent. It happens not just in the radio business. It happens all over the, everywhere in industry. You know, you want to cut something, you got to cut the fat. Right. Look at these companies that fire 10,000 employees because they want to they want to make more money for their shareholders. It's not like the companies are struggling. They'll fire people and then they'll say, "Well, we got to get the bottom line down so our shareholders make more profit." Right. Because I they're already the, making profit, but they the, don't make enough profit. I love the uh, the companies who during hard times say, "Okay, well, we're going to cut back just for now. We'll hire everybody back once the things get going well again." You know, like all the admins, secretaries, especially admins and secretaries were were just suddenly gone off. All and they never the get replaced. They have not come back Go yet. into an office now and go into a... I remember you go into a radio station and any, there'd be somebody any, at the front desk. There was always somebody at the lobby. There was always somebody and, and they the were told... The boss always had a secretary with a typewriter, yep. right? And they were told that as soon as things got going, the economy was better, that they would be hired back. Well, that has not happened because they realized once those jobs were gone that they were making do and yes would it be better if they were back would it would but they realized that they don't have to bring them back so they don't exactly there you have it the rest of the story e economy 101 yeah here sad. on radio row it's sad you can follow us on twitter if you're watching us live on youtube on periscope and of course our great sponsors making this all possible and you know what we've been doing today when we get these interviews earlier in the day before we come on we ask all of our guests, "Hey, do you, can you do you have do you need reading glasses?" Do you need reading glasses. Um, and it's amazing how many people say yes. For example, uh, Sarah Thomas, the first female official 
we're going to play her tape. And she needed, and she got a pair of these great. But she wanted to really make it clear that she only needs reading glasses in low light. She doesn't need, so if anybody's, you know, when she's grabbing hear for this, the flag, yes. And, to throw and a say, holding oh, call. we heard you need glasses. No, she doesn't need glasses. Reading glasses. Reading glasses only. And that's why thin optics are the best. And we've been wearing them mm -hmm. for years. And everybody that sees them says, wow, what a great invention. And the Joy Joy watches, we actually, there's so many people. We showed pictures to people. We showed them. They all want the Joy Joy watches. And they are supposedly waiting for us at uh, for delivery. And uh, we'll be able to start actually showing those in person and sending them off to the people that we already promised them to. Tomorrow we'll have them here on the but set. If you want your own, just go to joyjoywatches.com. And I'm telling you, they are the most, con like, I don't wear watches anymore. Um, and the reason we're not wearing ours, see, empty, empty, is because we ended up giving ours away yes, when the, we were down in Tampa. I we, gave one away to uh, the, uh, Brent Sims, the yeah. former Alabama quarterback, because he saw it. Blake. Because Blake, uh, Blake Sims. Yeah who was the quarterback and now is playing running back in the NFL. And I had one with the with the houndstooth on it. I know, it. and he liked it so much. Because he's an Alabama guy, so I gave him the so watch we off my wrist. Yeah, we were going to send him one, and then I said, well, Tony, why don't you just give it to him right now? You have it on your wrist. And he goes, oh, okay, and then you were going to get another one. It's a patented and interchangeable silicone watch band. The watch comes out, the face comes out, and it's mm -hmm. got all the... Uh, all the stuff you need in there. It's got the day, date, time, military time, alarm, stopwatch, seven LED backgrounds, water resistant to 30 meters. And because it's a silicone watch band, you can go swimming with it. Yep. You can go surfing with <laughs> it. You can go diving with it. We just had um, one of our very good friends, Francie. Um, she... <laughs> She's helping us out with uh, some of the sponsorship. She called and she goes, okay, I can testify that these things are waterproof. Um, I was taking out the laundry out of the dryer and was shaking out my pants. And all of a sudden I realized that my Joy Joy watch was inside my pants pocket. So it went through the washer, it went through the dryer, and it still and worked it, fine. She keeps on licking. <laughs> it takes a tick. Now it that is a good testament. <laughs> takes a licking. No, that's the other watch company, which has been around for a million years. Joy Joy watches in thinoptics.com. Then optics never be without your reading glasses again. Everybody who sees this and says, "Why didn't I think of that?" I know. Well, the folks out in Palo Alto did, and you'll never—you have them on the back of your phone like I do. You just pull them out, boom. Boom. You're in a restaurant. You're in a bar. You're looking. You can't read the check. You don't. You guys don't carry purses around, nope. or even if your wife or girlfriend or significant other is a female, she's not going to have three. She's going to have a pair of glasses like Robin does with rhinestones on them. Then you're going to have to put those on and look like a stunad. So check them out. Thin optics. The stick anywhere, go everywhere reading glasses. It's the next best thing to sliced bread. I think since, since sliced bread, there have been a lot of uh, great inventions. I think I think thin optics could be well, you, the second best thing. Mike Golick was excited about them. I mean, like everybody. He got that, a pair. Everybody. That I feel like Oprah. You get a thin optics. <laughs> you get some thin optics. And you get a Joy Joy watch. <laughs> the Joy Joy watch. You know who was really excited about the Joy Joy? Dude, perfect dudes. Dude, perfect dudes. The dudes. The five yeah, dudes and they're, dude, they're perfect. They're going to get those. So. So we're sending them off. They'll be wearing them well. on Nickelodeon and stuff, too. I know. And then everybody Because they said it's perfect because they get, they don't have to worry about getting, because they're, they're not going to wear like a Rolex or whatever when they get slimed. Exactly. You'd or when they're it. trying to make trick shops, you know, from the top of right. a stadium somewhere. Shockproof. They, they're they like a shockproof, too. So it's very and the, cool. and the other thing about the back to the glasses, 
something breaks, free replacement glasses forever. Right. I mean, and, and we get them, and people might think, oh, well, it's just because they sponsor you. No. When we, I, before they were ever on the radar as far as sponsors. Robin found them online. I, I bought them for Tony because I was tired of him always bumming my glasses off of me. And I thought that was kind of a cute idea. I didn't realize how fantastic they were going to be. And um, they, after, like, Tony doesn't always put them in the case as nicely as maybe he should. And one of the little nose pieces broke off and contacted them. Lifetime guarantee. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah. And, and we, we, we love all these products. We use all the products. And then the people that make these products turn out to be listeners of the show. And then they want to be involved in the show as well. So we're happy. You know, there's a lot of sponsors. You get them and you hear people. They're, they're yeah. promoting stuff. They have no idea what it is, where it's made, what it does. It's just, hey, we'll just take a sponsorship. We love to be with the people and know the stuff that we talk about on the show. And we thank those people for supporting us as well. It's how we get to come to Super Bowl and, and do these shows for you guys. And and you guys sharing and making sure that lots and lots and lots of people hear these. Because uh, sharing is caring. Yes, sharing is caring. Now, uh, Steven Summerson, do they ship to Finland? And uh, he wants a pair. Um, I don't know. I would think I'm they sure. would. I'm they sure have, they would. They have so, mail over there, right? Yeah. Uh, Steven, just go <laughs> to um, uh, thinoptics.com. And yeah. if they don't, for whatever reason, if on the website they don't, I'll make sure that they figure out a way to send it to you. A lot of people reacting to the Mike Gola conversation, and thanks for all the comments. Uh, R. Bruno, who's not related to me, said, solid interview with Mike Gola. See, I don't consider them interviews. Like, when you know somebody, it's just like having a conversation with them. An interview is when you don't know somebody, and you want to find out about their lives, and you may have a little, you know, little fact sheet about them. But I always, I always like to call... The things we do here are conversations rather than interviews. Well, that's why people like coming on with you, because it's not an interview. It's a conversation. It's like being at a bar, except you're not on Barstool Sports, and you're not being uh, having your credentials pulled from you right. by the NFL because you guys do such, such stuff that's such out, so outlandish that even the NFL won't allow them here on Radio Row. Did you know that? Because, they, I mean, everybody's here except Barstool Sports, which is a great website, and they obviously yep. have a ton of followers. So whatever they're doing is working. And they're clever guys, and uh, but but the commissioner didn't like their stuff because it wasn't NFL content, so to speak. But the one thing I'll say about the NFL, they don't come by here. They don't have people monitoring your no, show. No, I mean, they want to say, make sure you say good stuff about us. They, they, they just What the NFL loves about this is that we're talking about their event. We're basically getting, and anywhere you turn on, you can turn on pretty much any TV channel. All the cable channels are doing live wall-to-wall stuff. All the websites have all kinds of interviews going on. I mean, there's even TD Ameritrade has built a set across the hall from us, which is the set that they use in their new ad campaign, which is regular people talking. It's called uh, TD Ameritrade in the green room or something like In the like green that. room. Yeah. And they got this big green couch, and if you've seen the TD Ameritrade commercials, it's talking about finances with just regular people. And we were over there talking to them last night, and the guy with the beer with the glasses who's, yep. the, who's on the commercial was there. And it's a great campaign because a lot of people don't want to talk about financial stuff because they don't understand it. So that's, that's the way you reach people, by coming to the Super Bowl, Bridgestone Tires. I mean, all the big companies are here. And one thing I learned is that we saw that the NFL experience is brought to you by Genesis. I thought that was one of the models of, like, Hyundai or, or Kia. Oh, no. But, no, it's a, it's a separate <laughs> car company which I had never heard of, but they have two of the models on the floor out on the street right outside the convention center, and they're awesome-looking cars. Yeah. But they're like yeah, but 70 they're not, grand. 
Yeah, like at first, because like, I'd never heard of the Genesis, and I think that there isn't there like a Hyundai Genesis or the, the Genesis is used for a different but car. But this make, is the right? actual name this of the, the car yeah. company. So Genesis instead of, instead of Hyundai, instead of Ford, instead of what it's Genesis, and 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 they have two of their cars nice. outside, and they're absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were a Bentley at first because uh, yeah, because their logo is similar to a Bentley with the wings, the little wings, but they're a. Well, uh, there uh, are uh, children here. Uh, uh, there, yeah, I guess the Nickelodeon gang is here now, right? Yeah. Anybody getting slime back there? Because they're behind me and I can't see them. What's going on back there? As someone once said. I think it was Harry Mays who said what's going on back there. Now, unfortunately, we're not able to take phone calls because of the technology. We could have if we had had a separate line. Correct. But, but the NFL... They make you pay per... Line. Line, not per bandwidth usage exactly. and so we needed to have two separate lines to be able to run uh, the video stream and the telephone line stream and um, we had not arranged that ahead of time we thought that we could just like put in a you know the, the like the two lines was set up for us to split yeah. and have it one for each thing but it's but not no but they only charge us 500 bucks for the event for the uh, for the internet line but it's not at ISD anymore. Everything's done. Yeah. Well, everything's done through the internet now. So all these radio shows that used to have to have special phone lines put in, you know, that they, we were called ISDN phone lines, those are those are going to be a thing of the past. Sort of like Loran, back in the day when Loran was the the navigation system that people used in boats. They weren't in cars. I don't they were even. Mostly, I don't think I've ever heard of Loran. Loran was the original uh, guidance. It wasn't even satellite. It was it was towers on the land that would help people navigate on the seas. And uh, some trucks used it, but it wasn't now like everybody has GPS in their car and their phone. So Loran was the original technology. Then GPS came along and blew away Loran, and I don't think Loran is used anywhere. Same thing that's going to happen with ISDN real phone lines. They're going to be a thing of the past because everything's going to be based on the internet, hardwired or even wired. Wireless is still too spotty because you you don't get this if you don't get a strong connection. You lose the line. Especially if there's a lot of conflicting stuff going on. Exactly. So that's that I, I did try doing the we uh, did a phone test. system yeah, we did a the test very first Monday. day that we were here and it just didn't work. And that's why we can't really have Luigi because we wanted to have we have Luigi as part of our test, but then when the problem happened with the phone line, we didn't want to we didn't want to have because Robin's here alone and since Luigi couldn't come with us because he had to work for nine days, uh we had to cut it back, so we can't do the phone calls. We we're sorry about that, but we don't have the t we it's don't have enough phone lines here. Bummer. Unless you'd like to send us five hundred dollars to put in a separate <laughs> line so you can call in. Uh, We'd be more than happy to do that. No, nah, we don't. We, we won't do that. We won't do you. I wouldn't pay. I don't like paying for my phone bill. Why would I pay five hundred dollars for a week's worth of phone service? You know what we should do? What? Ooh, Tony, I just thought of something. What should we do? Like when one of these tables next to us, if they leave and we're still here. We you can could steal just their phone. Steal their, their next so like stealing cable? Yeah. No, that's not the just same like thing. Plug their internet in for just a little bit so we can take phone calls. <laughs> wow. Do you think that's frowned upon? Uh, I think it's illegal. Sort of like stealing cable. Damn. When people used to. Do people still do that? Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Sorry, folks. I, you know, it, was a, it was a good idea. Now, one guy who does a show called On the Mark, he keeps retweeting and, and putting likes and tweets that. I guess he did an interview with the five-time Wing Bowl champion, El Wingador, on his podcast. And that's showing up more in my feed than the show we're doing here. So on the mark, good job out of you, man. And I hope people listen to it. But right now, we're doing a podcast. So I want you to retweet Tony Bruno's show on live right now. 
And we're going to go to what about about what time? About five, five six fifteen Eastern time. Yeah, right? because we need to. We do tonight. We are going to a party. We're going to a big. Uh, and it's not because we don't. We're leaving to go to a party. We've got to get out of here. Walk fifty miles to the car, and then go back to our place, get changed, and go to this party at seven o'clock. And then the same thing's going to happen tomorrow. But we're yeah, not during- leaving we're, because we're here first thing in the morning. You know, yeah. we're here from eight a.m. Last night we left at nine thirty, and that was the earliest we've left here. And, so uh, twelve-hour days, sixteen-hour days. We don't care. You have care to walk everywhere. Like during the Mike Golick interview, um, it, it was I knew because I'm the one that loaded it. It was eleven minutes long, so I had eleven minutes to make the trek all the way to the bathroom. <laughs> And I'm running, and it's so funny. Two people saw me running by, and they're, like, doing the mad bathroom dash. Huh? I'm like, yep. 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 Actually, even Jay Glazer. Jay Glazer was out front. I, I quickly stopped for just a second to see if he could come on, but he was just leaving. And he said, oh, you're doing the bathroom dash during a break? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. We're going to play another interview that we did a little earlier. We're going to do the ladies segment here now, Robin. Okay. Let me back to it back. Up. Two women, not at the same time, but two women who are pioneers in their particular fields. One's a football player turned coach turned doctor. I think she was a football player turned doctor turned coach in the NFL. And the other one is a former basketball player turned high school official, college official, then NFL official. Correct. First woman ever. And we talked to both of them earlier today. And the first woman we talked to, we got here early for her because she was running around. We said, we got to get there to talk to Dr. Jen Welter. Dr. Jen Welter, psychologist and the first female to be a coach in the National Football League. And we talked to her a little earlier today. I don't know what day it is, but we're still here. And we just stay here 24-7 because you never know who's going to stop by. And as we get later into the week, this place is absolute bedlam today on Radio Row. And joining us right now, where do we begin? Well, we can't call her. She didn't begin as a doctor. She didn't begin as coach. She began as a great athlete who played football, coached football, got a doctor, a doctorate in philosophy. Psychology. psychology. Sports psychology. Sports psychology. You know her as the first woman to ever become an assistant coach in the National Football League. Doctor, coach, Jen Welter. Is it doctor or coach? <laughs> I guess it depends. But, you know, I think you're always coach and always a doctor because the two are so intermixed to me. Well, they, can't, they can take, you know, you can stop coaching, but you can never stop being, you'll never give up the doctorate. That's for sure. true. But, I, you know, I usually let the doctor card, like when I meet people, I'll let it fly under the radar um, so that they kind of underestimate you and then you can really check them out. Because, you know, unfortunately, most people don't realize how smart you have to be to be great in football. So they'll know that, oh, I played football or this, that, and the other, and they find out about a doctorate, and they're like, what? But you still play football. That's the thing. Oh, you're smart, too? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, I am. It does not compute. Right. And then, then, you know, especially, say, for me, you know, single woman, so you meet a guy at a bar and talk to him, oh, the football, and they'll find out about a doctor, and they're like, wait. Wait a minute. Does this mean you've been analyzing me the whole time? And I'm like, no, it only took about 30 seconds. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) So now tell us about, obviously, you know, your your background is incredible. All the stuff that you do for women in sports. You know, we love to have women on our show because we we, we promote women in sports. We're going to have the first official in the NFL. So anytime there's any... Oh, you have Sarah coming on? Yeah, yeah. Sarah's going to come on. Sarah is one of my dear friends. No, so it's every time we have... You're in the Hall of Fame together, you kind of like become friends. Yeah, exactly. No, that's great. So 
So when did it start for you? Not, not back to birth. When did you, when did you realize that you did, football was what you wanted to do? You know, I, I don't know that I realized it as early as people think. Um, you know, there's, there's stories of me being a young kid and taking a football and running it on the back porch and doing it for hours and making my cousins tackle me. Down in Barrow like, oh. Beach, Florida, right? That's yeah. where you grew up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And they would be like, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that was so fun, let's do it again. And, you know, my parents who were not football people are like, oh, our daughter's an alien. And I think they still think that to this day. <laughs> But, um, you know, Vero Beach, Florida, there's, it was like Friday Night Lights. The whole town shut down. Everybody would go watch the football games. And I just loved it. I thought these were, like, superhumans. And I was fascinated by it. And I just loved the game. I was drawn to it. Um, friends of mine were cheerleaders. And, and they'd be like, Jen, you got to cheer? And I'm like, no. I would put my back to the game. Like, I got I to watch the game. And so there was always just something a little different, even though it wasn't something I could count yet, right? Um, didn't have an opportunity to play, went to Boston College, found rugby. Uh, it was the closest thing I had ever seen to football. Fell in love with that and played all four years, got recruited to the under 23 national team. And then when I graduated, I thought my sports career was over. Um, and then I had to grow up and get a real job. That just never really happened. I mean, it did, but I, I didn't last. And then I tried out for my first football team. And as soon as I did, I was like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And I shuffled everything else around pretty much to make that happen. And you played on, you know, I mean, the, the, the list of accolades and the list of teams that you play for. You didn't just play, you know, on a little team in a parking lot somewhere that nobody acknowledged. I mean, you played for the best teams out there. Yeah, the very best of the best. I started with the Mass Mutiny. Then I moved to the Dallas Dragons. From there, I went to the Dallas Diamonds, played with them for 10 years. In that time, we had four Super Bowls, um, played for Team USA in 2010 and 13, which was the first and second Women's World Championship. Got two gold medals there, moved on to the Texas Revolution, men's professional football, played with them a season, then they made me a coach the next season and went right from there to the Cardinals. Yeah, and so the Arizona Cardinals hired you. So Bruce Arians, who's going to be honored uh, to, on the Saturday, who was, was at Temple University, after I was there, though, I mean, yeah. he's, he's much less. But Bruce Arians, was he, so was Bruce Arians the coach who gave you the opportunity? Uh, it was all Bruce. Um, you know, he is, he is one of the greatest men out there, I think, because he bet on me. And um, it was something that was important to him. When we talked, he said, I remember when I was, co when I was coaching back in college, said one of the best coaches I was ever around, her name was Dot Murphy. She was a receivers coach at Heinz College. And so the fact that it's no better, it's got to change. And it's like, I don't know yet if I can make this happen. I have to get all the right yeses. But I want you to know it's in my heart to try. And, you know, it really was Bruce. You know, it wasn't the NFL. It wasn't this big push to get a woman in there. It was us meeting and and really it being me and him how much resistance was there and was there any resistance from the guys because they could i mean they could see your your fit you, you know football they, they any of these guys who would spend 10 seconds thinking about it would say you know what it's not just because she's a woman it's because she knows what she's doing the guys were great um i if you have a chance to and i i tell anybody i'm like i hate to speak for my players right because if they were there i would rather that they tell you but what i can honestly say is they were excited you know, I would come in and they'd be like, 
coach, coach Jen, you know, I'm so-and-so, and, you know, introduce themselves and be like, I watched your game film. Like, you were amazing off the edge. Like, and, and they were cognizant of, about the fact that it was history, and they were honored to be a part of it. And from start to finish, I can, I can tell you there was not one, not one moment I would change and, and not one interaction with one of the guys that made me feel like they don't respect me. And it, I mean, it was really one of the most powerful experiences of my life. And that goes to the caliber of men on the Cardinals, the caliber of men in the National Football League, which is, I think a lot of the times you see the one negative example and it overshadows the amazing examples. Like we had 90 guys in preseason and training camp and all of them were supported. Like that's impressive. And it also speaks to the, the kind of guy that, um, you know, that Bruce Arians goes for. He, you know, he, he values character players and, and it's, it's permeates through the organization. And the good even the capper is that this was a damn good defense. This wasn't like some some young team that these guys were among the best in the NFL, the Arizona, especially their linebackers. It, yes. it, unbelievable. Yeah, talent. and you know, it was interesting. So Larry Foote, who was my my basically boss, right? I was his shadow, I like to say, who was the head of the inside linebackers. He went best known in the Steelers, but he was right. with the Cardinals, got injured, and Bruce knew how talented he was. Bruce is an eye for talent that I don't, I don't think it's logical. It's just his eye for talent. And he moved footy right from playing into coaching because he knew how talented he was. Now, that's not a normal jump. Usually you have to go through all these different mm -hmm. phases. Nope. He put him right up. And when I was going into season, the biggest question mark was the quote-unquote inside linebackers for the Arizona Cardinals. Would they be able to step up and fill the hole left by Larry Foote? Um, uh, D. Washington was gone, so what were they going to do? And Kevin Minter stepped up um, and really took control of that defense. And then we walked down Dion Buchanan, who was previously a safety, into the inside linebacker position. So it was really kind of cool because I, I remember some of the guys joking. They're like, Jen, you know our biggest question mark right now is uh, – the inside linebackers, right? And I was like, yeah, I heard that. And he said, good. If it's terrible, we can always say it's because our coach was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> so what's so, I mean, you're, you're not stopping. So what's, what's next for Dr. Jen, Coach Jen Welter? Uh, well, right now I am finishing a book. It'll be out in fall of 2017. It's called Play Big. Obviously, uh, you don't have to be big to play big kind of thing. So that's really fun, and that's stretched me quite a bit. Um, I will leave, gosh, February 10th to head over to Australia working with their women's national team. I've been over to Australia three times now to help them develop the game, but we have their, their selections and training camp for the women's national team. Um, so I'm really excited about doing that and doing it a lot of It would be winter, though, down. No, it'll be it's summer down it's there summer now. It's summer down there. Right, it's summer down there now. If it was winter, it would probably be a deal breaker for <laughs> <laughs> Cold weather is my kryptonite. I'm not kidding. Me, you and me both, even yeah. though we live in cold weather and I grew up in cold weather. But once you get a taste of nice weather. Yeah, no, I'm terrible. It's, it, it's I'm hard. Terrible. It's hard. Once Although I'm Arizona, the, I mean, Arizona's great. I mean, obviously, Florida. We love Florida when we go down there. We were just in Tampa. We love the, we love the uh, Gulf Coast. And Houston's nice. I mean, the weather here is absolutely yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's beautiful. A little humid, though, for uh, January, February. It's early February. It's like February 2nd. Yeah. And we're complaining about humidity. Right? It messes up my hair. I, exactly. Clearly. <laughs> clearly, it's out of control. Better get some, <laughs> better get some gel for that. 
Well, Dr. Jenna, it's a pleasure and an honor, and I know you've done a lot of stuff, but you're doing motivational. Any way for people to get in touch with you, contact you, Twitter, uh, yeah, Foundation, yeah, what do you got absolutely. going on? Absolutely. Um, com is my website. That's the best thing. Uh, join what's called the Premier Club, and then you get all the newsletters and everything and kind of stay up to date and in contact. Um, at jwelter47 on Twitter, welter47 on Instagram, and Dr. Jen Walter on Facebook. I have to follow you now, and you have to follow me back, though, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Well, and also, I think that the parents that are listening out there, if they have daughters that are kind of struggling because, I mean, high schools right now, they are not exactly... Uh, the environment for young girls to get involved in football. Right. You know, there's all sorts of other teams that they can do, but football is still that that elusive sport yeah. for a young woman. It's starting to change a little bit, though, yeah, a right? Bit, but I mean, but not enough. And <coughs> so, would they be able to contact you and get information on on how to how to help their daughters out? Yeah, I mean, I, I encourage people to reach out to me all the time. Um, I, I never know what's needed until somebody tells me. Yeah. So I, I do my best to try and step up into those things when I can. Fantastic. Dr. Jen Welter, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. There she is. She's caught, too. Man, I used to have arms like hers. I, I don't know. I don't no. know if even in your heyday you no, ever I had did. arms I, like I, hers. I had, yeah, when I was lean and mean, not that I'm fat, but no. I, I, I was on my only strength. I never had pecs. I always had good good uh, biceps. I still do now, even though I'm getting older, but my biceps were lean and just well-defined, you know what I mean? That was it, because I did a lot of construction work, because I, I, I didn't go to the gyms a lot when I was a kid. I would lift up cinder blocks and, you know, pull pulley up of cement to the third floor on a scaffolding, uh-huh. that kind of stuff. So I always had good arms and shoulders, but never the chest, but her arms are absolutely perfect. Yeah. Jacked. Jacked. That's a That's fact. That's the fact. Jack, as somebody once said, I believe. I don't remember who the man was who said it. Who was it? Uh, That's the fact, Jack! Exactly. Now, Robin went and got me the bridge, so we're going to hear from uh, Sarah, Sarah Thomas as well, in our Ladies' Day portion of the show. It's Ladies' Night, everybody. Hey. I know. Well, it's Ladies' Day, and then later on it'll be Ladies' Night, if you're lucky, Tony. Damn right. I'm not saying, I'm not volunteering. I'm just saying you no. might get lucky with somebody. <laughs> now, I got, my, uh, I got my Bridgestone tires uh, helmet on now. How's that look, man? Is it a good uh, look? It fits better than the Rudy helmet. I know that. It's still pretty damn small. Your head is huge. No, this fits perfectly. It feels like a hockey helmet. It's better than the Rudy helmet, doesn't it? I want people to tweet me at Tony Bruno Show now. If you're watching the show live tweeting at Tony Bruno Show, do you like the Bridgestone helmet? Does it fit? Does it work? That's the question. Not the Rudy helmet, although this is, this is made out of cardboard. The Rudy helmet's the real deal. I want to hear from you. It's, I do Twitter. like it, though. It's like, I guess you wouldn't call that origami because origami is, but it is a, a folding technique. I mean, it's, it's cardboard and it has. Folds and tabs. It's in radio, slot, just like tab, my head. In slot, um, insert slot. Into tab. No, or wait. Tab, into tab slot. A into slot B. Isn't that how it works? I don't know, but I have to give you one of these. Slit slot slot. You know who's going to be on the show tomorrow? We just confirmed. Yes. Herschel Walker will be back. Guy that I've known forever since he played for the New Jersey Generals. And I, a guy who I helped, the, I helped get the Philadelphia Eagles and him together when the Eagles were needing a running back. No. I was the intermediary between Herschel Walker and the Philadelphia Eagles. I did not know yes. that. Yes. 
And then the Eagles signed him back in the day. Well, he is going to be here promoting. So all of our MMA fans are going to be hugely excited about this. Well, because Herschel, you know, try, he, he Herschel's still an amazing physical specimen. Yes, he is. I mean, the guy used to do a thousand sit-ups a day. He probably still does. So Herschel uh, uh, dipped into MMA for a while. He actually did a fight, and he's still involved with mixed martial arts. And he's actually helping uh, another guy who was in the NFL, Matt Mitrione, who played for the Giants, Vikings, and the 49ers. And Matt Mitrione is going to ha- fight on Bellator Saturday, February 18th at the SAP Center out there in San Jose. You know who's going to fight Matt Mitrione? Who's he going to fight? Fedor Emelianenko. Remember Ooh. him? Fedor was a, like the biggest name in MMA about 10 years ago. Fedor against Matt Mitrione. And I like the fact you actually know what you're talking about because you said Fedor. Yes. Now, I would not have known because I would not know what I was talking about, and I would have said Fedor. You could say it either way. Some people will correct me. I always know him as Fedor. It's Fedor. Fedor has been fighting overseas, but he hasn't fought in U.S. soil since 2011. So that's going to be a big fight on Bellator MMA. In fact, the last time Bellator on Spike TV, the last time they had a fight, on their, that was the third highest rating in company history. That was Tito versus Chael back in, uh, in 2017, actually the first event. This is the second tentpole event. The first one was, uh, as I mentioned, Tito Ortiz against Chad Sonnen, and that did over 2.2 million views on Spike TV, the third highest rate rating in company history. So Bellator MMA coming up again February 18th, and uh, Herschel Walker and uh, Matt Mitrion will join us tomorrow to talk about boxing, MMA in, in this particular case, Bellator MMA. I'm going to take the helmet off now because it's starting to hurt. I may wear this to the party tonight. What do you think? <laughs> will chicks dig that? I don't know. And we'll get we'll talk to Ch- Doc Prescott tonight too. He'll be at the party, and then we'll. Uh, I don't know if I should bring my tape recorder though. Or should I just go incognito tonight? I don't know. Just shut it down and Just not work. Just shut it down, not work. I love to work, but you got to have a little time for R and R. We have not had a lot of time. We, we haven't, haven't gone to one restaurant. Nope. We haven't had one. No, sta- we did. We, we get, did the to first Chipotle. night on Sunday. Uh, that's right. We went to Chipotle on Sunday afternoon, and then we went to Papa Deuce. Yeah, that was on Sunday. That was that our was first it. day here because we had just gotten in, and there's no food on the airplane. Day one, Bing Bang Boom, and since then, and no since more. Since then, no. But we've you know we've been going around, and uh, they have great food here in the press area, so we've been eating here. And eating for free. And the food's been great. But anyway, uh, we'll continue on. And then tomorrow, another big Friday show. You never know who's going to show up. We already told you Herschel Walker will be here. And so will Matt Mitrio. I'm talking Bellator MMA. But in the meantime, let's continue our Ladies' Day theme, Robin. I'm going to put the smoking jacket on and get you ready for Sarah Thomas, NFL official. Okay. Well, it's Ladies' Day here on Radio Raw. We always love having women on the show. I mean, we have Robin on the show. There the we first go. Exactly woman, right. The first woman to ever be a national co-host, producer. Uh, what else do you, have you done, Robin, on the show? Uh, I think I've worn all hats. She's done everything. She puts everything <laughs> together. She produces. She directs. But we have with us right now, we just had Jen Welter on a little while ago. I hate I missed her. I know. And the, now she's the first female coach in the NFL. That's right. But someone who really broke the barriers even... I don't know if it's bigger than that, but certainly in the man's sport of the NFL, to have a female official is, is bizarre and unique. But this woman, Sarah Thomas, started as the first a female official in college because you just don't walk into the NFL and say, listen, 
I know how to make a, I know how to throw a flag. <laughs> so tell me how it started, Sarah, for you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, I started in high school, just like anything, any occupation. You start at the bottom and hopefully work your way to the top. And so, I started high school in Pascagoula, Mississippi, and worked ten years of high school. Then was hired by Conference USA. Gerald Alston took a huge chance on hiring me. And then I got into the developmental program with the NFL, and they really know how to groom their officials to get them ready, and I was hired last year. But let's go back even before high. When did you know? Because obviously you're married, you have three children, right? Uh, three boys, I think, right? I have two boys and two a boys daughter. Two boys and a girl. Yes. So you know kids in Mississippi, football is huge. It like is. here it is in Texas, like Florida, like California, like a lot of states. So when did you know you wanted to be official? I mean, you're around football all the time. So when did you say, you know what? I want to be out. I want to be a zebra. Well, you know so what? It's funny. I never really wanted to be a zebra. <laughs> I played college basketball and I played softball in high school, and I hated the officials. I mean, I was like, <laughs> I see what I see you out here. You don't have to call everything on me. But whenever I joined my brother at that first meeting, I walked into that room, and my brother told me, he said, "You're going to get a few strange stares, Sarah. So just be ready." And I was like, "Oh, I can handle it." But when I walked in there and I thought to myself, you've got to be kidding me. These guys actually get together and discuss this stuff. Like they took so much pride in what they did. Then that competitive side of me and the challenge that, hey, I've walked into this room as far as football is concerned and I really know nothing. So now I'm in and I want to learn. So then, so then, then you go to the high school level. So were you the only female official in high school too? I was. I was. And when you go to a game, I played, like I said, college basketball or softball, and you saw female officials on the basketball court. Right. So I, it really didn't even dawn on me that there wasn't a female. And then when you say, was it just your goal to be an NFL official? No, I just literally fell in love with officiating, giving back to a sport or organized sport that I enjoyed watching. And so I just felt a part of it all, and I loved it. And then by luck... And a lot of hard work and preparation, here I am. You know, that's what I had the toughest officiating job in all of sports. I was a little league umpire. And when you're a little <laughs> league umpire as a volunteer, and my son was one of the best. Because, you know, every, every coach who has a son who's a good player, they want to coach that kid and right. make sure he's the pitcher and the best player. So I said, you know what, I want to tr try to help kids. And, and take on the hardest job, which is being an umpire, because you want you want kids to learn at that level. Yeah. And that's and that and, and, and so you absorb that same kind of it's giving back because people don't appreciate the officials and they don't and, and the key is that you don't want to be a part of the game. And right. that's all that's the ultimate goal. You don't want to be the focus of the game. You, you just don't. want to go out there and make sure everything is under control. And everybody is an official at home. Oh, or absolutely. on the sideline or in the in the in the stands. And I'm guilty of that too. You know, I mean I have kids that play and but until you're out there, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very tough job, but it is something that every official that really works hard at it, we just, we take a lot of pride in it. So when you, so you're doing the college thing, when did you decide then, or was it the NFL that contacted you? How did you decide, no, I got to take it to the, the highest level there is? Something that I've learned, though, throughout this entire journey is that you don't do something for the recognition, especially in the officiating world. Like you said, we want to go under the radar. And, do something, and don't do something to prove people wrong. Just do it because you love it. If you truly are passionate and, and take pride in your work, the recognition comes. People see it in you. They can tell that you are really devoted to this. And so it was more of, I think, okay, we see her. Let's diversify. I, you know, I don't know how it all happened. I just became a part of it and got into their developmental program and had my interview with them. And then 2015... It happened. So you're two years in, 
And we always know that they grade officials every offseason. Yep. So when do you find out? You know, each year do you find out, hey, you made the cut, you're coming back next year? How right. does that work? Yeah, and we already have. And so next year we're working for our third year, um, and we, we are. We're graded every game, right. not just at the end of the season. I mean, we're graded every game. And that, and, the, and our supervisors, they grade us. And But we as a crew, and I was on Jeff Triplett's crew, we graded ourselves. I mean, we, we are very hard on ourselves and making sure we want to get it right. Now, do the guys accept you at this point? I mean, you're two here seasons in. This isn't the first game anymore. I'm sure in the beginning it had to be tough, right? I don't even know if it was tough. I mean, I grew up around my brothers. I grew up playing basketball in a men's league with the guys. And, and so I just I – can, I can read people, but it's a profession. Right. And, and if, if someone has an issue with it, it's not me. You know, it's not it's, – it's them. But I have not had that experience where in the officiating world. How do you determine whether you're a line judge, a back judge, an umpire, a side judge? Because it's like seven officials out there, right? That's right. They stuck me at the line of scrimmage when I first came in, <laughs> maybe in hopes that I would leave because all the stuff happens right there. But I, And I just haven't moved. And it's interesting because... You know, we always hear, you could call a holding uh, hold, holding call on every play in football. That's you what always, they say, And people right. sit at home and they see the flag up, and, oh, it's got to be holding and that one's coming back. That's, kinda, that's, kinda, that's a lot of pressure to be a line judge. Yeah, it's just, it goes with the territory. We, uh, pressure is used a lot, but it's something we're prepared for. We don't consider it pressure. This is our job. We've been trained to do it. We're ready for it. Bring it to me. Now, is there a do you, to move up to ump, ref, umpire and then officially referee? That's the process that you have to go through, right? Is yeah, that your goal yep. to be a referee at not, one point? Not at the moment. I don't know if the people in the country could understand this southern twang <laughs> on a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really just want to be the best. I've, I've got to try to master one position before I can even think of going to, and I don't know that I'll ever master it. But and I know I know my place. I have three kids. I have a life. I have two jobs. I have. I, to take on a crew as an NFL white hat, I just, you know what, it's just not my time. And you mentioned one of the things that people cry about all the time is they should be full-time officials. You have a job. You're in the pharmaceutical business, right? right? Do you think it would matter if you were, I mean, I don't know what you would do the rest of the year when there's no game. So the, the whole argument, should there be full-time officials? How, do they, how would they have full-time it officials? It is a very debatable topic. I mean, it goes back and forth, back and forth. And honestly, I, I don't know the solution to it. I just... I, I'm, I'm, until they say one way or the other, I'm still going. And I'm telling you, Nova Nordisk is the company that I work for. Phenomenal company. And I love that, too, giving back to patients that are, are, are sick with diabetes. So I, I just I, I love it all. And then you're doing stuff with Activia, which is obviously great for not just women, but men, too. Yeah. Um, I have been able to partner up with Activia. And it's amazing. They have this It Starts Inside campaign. You can learn all about it at Activia.com. But what this campaign is, is, it allowed me to reflect on my journey. Just un women not allowing that inner critic to hold them back. You know, just unleash your full potential. Don't let the mom guilt set in. Go out, and when you're out doing it, know that you can and believe in yourself. Well, I know I have one last question. Robin, you have a question for Sarah? Because, you know, Robin loves she, she not She played sports, but she never got into sports like, like a fan. But she played, and, and well, so I mean, her life that, is the following sports. I think for me... There's so many different types of fans and people that get involved in sports. For me, it has always been, I liked, I love sports. I like watching it. I like the social atmosphere of sports. I love playing sports. But I wasn't like a lot of 
specifically guys that I know that are into sports that are really into the nitty gritty, like all the stats, right? And the, the like they remember plays, and like I, that's never been me. That's not right. that's not the way I am as a fan, and um, as a woman in the sports world. Um, there are some people that would criticize me for the fact that I don't know all the stats. That I don't. I'm like, you know what? But that there's so many different types. There's, I have opinions about stuff. Sure. I'm just not going to have the opinions about, you know, the statistics. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? They're changing all the time. So yeah. if you can keep up with it, that's great. But like for you as a fan, you enjoy the game in the moment. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's phenomenal. When Robin and I are watching a game at home, I I, I always say, you know, I do the I I, I become the referee as yep. soon as the flag is thrown. I'll say I'll this do the whole thing. My kids do it too. Fifteen yard penalty. Now it's funny though because watching a game with him, he will call the play, <laughs> and then it'll be echoed on TV by the official. But I always there do it go. in a southern accent. So you said you're. A, <laughs> I always do my officials always in a southern accent. You know, that's right. Fifteen yep. yard unnecessary roughness. First down. First down. <laughs> that's the way he does it. You know, that kind so of I don't fun. think right. you'd be. You'd have any problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be awesome. I hope yeah. you become a referee yes. one day. Well, we'll see. Sarah, one last thing, and I, I know there's been a lot of the, the Bill Belichick play where he came over to you. Yeah. People talk. Now, he never put his hands he on didn't. you, right? No. It was, how big of a controversy Nothing. was that? It was not, I, not I, a big I was, I was shocked. <laughs> I, when, when I got to uh, the locker room at the end of the game, my phone was just blown up with all these snapshots because I'm not on social media. And I was like, he didn't even touch me. What is this all about? He was just coaching. He was right. just asking me and relaying me a question. And it wasn't awkward. It wasn't odd. It was just Because the, the rule is a coach, is anybody a... puts a hand on an official, it's an automatic right. fine or a penalty, right? But he didn't. And But no. people wanted to make a big deal. And Bill right. Belichick is going for another Super Bowl here on yeah. Sunday. So yeah. there's no hard feelings or no. uh, any issues with Absolutely Bill Belichick, not. right? No, 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 no. He is no the best one. coach in the NFL, though, right? Well, uh, I can't uh, comment on whether he's the best. But <laughs> I he, think he's going to maybe prove it on Sunday if he wins another Super Bowl. You know what? All the coaches in the NFL are very well respected, and you've got two great coaches in the in the Super Bowl well, on I, Sunday. I actually have something to add to that because it really makes me mad when women have fought so hard to get into a man's quote-unquote world, whether whatever profession it might be, and then all of a sudden something happens that would not even be a blip on somebody's radar right. or a man, but the fact that you were a woman and Belichick came up to you, then all of a sudden it was a big deal. It's like, why? I'm just... I'm just an official just like anybody else. It should not be a big deal. And that was my exact response when I looked at my phone and I was like going, what? What? <laughs> yeah. You know, but... Um, I, I guess it's just some people want things that are yeah. newsworthy the, to them, and it, it, it just kind of It's like the whole locker fire. room thing. Yep. It's like if you're a reporter, it doesn't matter whether you're female or male, you know what goes on in a locker room. It should not be any different whether you're male or female. Yeah, just do your job. Exactly. And just have your activity. i got to find some. Is there any you around here? You have got to get some activity. I've got my to get favorite, some. My favorite flavor is strawberry, and then my kids are eating it. <laughs> you know, they love it. So it's, it's really nutritional. It's great for women. I know. Great. I love, I actually, the, the probiotics on there, I've always been a big believer of it. Yep, so. it is. Mine is raspberry. Oh, good. Like well, so, yeah. Activia.com. Activia.com. Go on there. And Sarah, it's great to meet you finally. It and thank you so much for coming you. on. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you. Let me give her a roaring round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. She's tall, too. She is. She's like 5'11. I know. She's taller than me. And that's unusual. She's almost taller than me, too. And she got a pair of our uh, great lenses, too. Our thin optics. Oh, Tony, my back is killing me. Did you know that? Is your yeah, mine, your back? No, mine hurts, too. Because, you know, we're staying in a hotel. We're not even staying in a hotel. We're staying in a corporate apartment. I mean, I mean the bed is nice, but it's not, it's not comfortable. 
It's and and I think that we're getting more exercise <laughs> than we're normally used to. Well, we're walking a lot. We're not. Like, well, I mean, but we're running up and down stairs because yeah. a lot of time the escalators are turned off. We're do, we're getting our steps in. There's no yeah, doubt about that's that. That's for sure. And um, I know that you and I could both benefit from it. I know that there's a lot of athletes out here that would certainly benefit from it because they're constantly using. Um, different types of technology uh, to make themselves feel better. But what is your body supposed to do at night? Shut Other than down. sleep. Uh, shut it down? Well, well no, you your body's it, supposed, you're to supposed to... It's, re, it's a rejuvenate. You're supposed to yes. rejuvenate overnight. And oftentimes, people cannot rejuvenate because they're constantly tossing and turning. They're not comfortable. They're not being supported. They wake up with a bad back. They break bad neck. And um, we have a fantastic sponsor called Chiromatic Sleep System that these mattresses were designed and developed by chiropractors. In 1977. So this isn't some Johnny-come-lately company that say, you know, because there's a lot of mattresses out there and there's a lot of great mattresses, but Chiromatic mattresses are phenomenal. And it's not just one or two models. I mean, they have all different types. Go to their website, chiromatic.com, and you'll see for yourself. And you'll see the prices are amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean they're like less expensive uh, sometimes than than like some of the really fancy schmancy that really don't do a lot for you. And we mentioned 1977 was when the the, the team of Chiromat the Chiromatic Sleep System founded back then, and the owners have been working tirelessly with chiropractors to create a product that pays respect to the chiropractic community's vast repository of combined knowledge. And they know your back, they know your spine. And, you know, you go to a chiropractor every once in a while, they know exactly what's going on in your body. Yep. When we go to our chiropractor, what does he do? He knows when you say, hey, this hurts, he knows exactly what area is affected. They're amazing. That's what, they're, that's what they learned. So when, when they lay down on the bed, they know exactly what they need as far as the firmness, as far as the, the actual production of a mattress. Chiromatic mattresses, you got to check them out. And they have, you mentioned yesterday, they've got the, the different types of mattresses are phenomenal. Yeah, there's six different types of mattresses to choose from. There's the classic collection, um, and they start. Let me see if I, I'm pulling it up right now. But like we're on the website now. The, web, the website right now. So a classic twin mattress, two-sided mattress. So you can flip it. You know mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do. You got to slap it up, flip, flip it, and rub it down every it once in a while. It only starts off at like nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, which is is really really good. Like if you go to some of the newer like the sleep mattresses and the and the Sealy Posturepedics and stuff like that, you're you're spending way more money. So um, we we are incredibly proud and happy to present the Chiromatic Mattress to y'all. Check it out yourself now. You hear? Because we're, uh, we're all going southern now. I'll tell you what, though. Of all the accents in America, Robin, woman with a southern accent, it's like, you know, women with French accents in right. Europe or Italian accents. But to me, because, you know, the, the, the Philadelphia accent, the New York accent, the Boston accents, I get it. They, you know, they're, they're regional. But there's something that's not... You see a beautiful woman and then she has that really bad New York accent or South Philly accent or New England accent. It just doesn't, they're still beautiful. And I'm not saying they're bad people because they have accents, because I had one too. But when a woman with a Southern accent, it's just something, she doesn't even have to be attractive. Now, do you think it's because you grew up around it and you just like different? 
Like huh. if somebody was from the South. Everybody in my family still has an accent, so it's not like I hate people who no, have No, I'm just to... saying like if, if, if you were from the South and all you heard was Southern drawl. Yeah, I, I heard it for two years down there. And you wanted something different. Yeah. Then you would maybe find the New York or something more appealing because it's different. I don't, distate, I don't detest people with accents from the northeastern part of the United States. It's just when a, with a southern accent. Women. The guys, they sound like rednecks. Women with a southern <laughs> accent, though. I hate See? to sound like sexist. Or, I think, I think it's, your, it's, it's inside your head. You just want, some, you, you want a little bit of spice. You want something different than... No, if I want spice, I'll go a Latina woman, and that's that See, accent. Yeah, I mean, you like that, like, too. Yes. And you still haven't pulled the Gladys sound, Robin. You don't even remember now where that show is. No, you it won't was, be able it to was find the it. Christmas Eve Eve. I remember exactly when it was. And All right. That's your mission tonight after the party, to go find the Gladys dropper. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I don't do it at all. <sighs> I just can't. And on that note, as you can hear things starting to slow down here, you know what that means, Robin? That means it's 6.07 in the east. It's 5.07 here in Houston, the site of Super Bowl 51. Don't forget to do the hashtag SB51. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at Tony Bruno Show. Go to our Facebook page. And, of course, go to our website, TonyBrunoShow.com, because that's the one-stop shop for everything you need to know. Because people ask us here, where do I hear your show? And instead of saying, you know, go Facebook Live, you, all of that stuff is in there. So go to TonyBrunoShow.com. Then you can find the Facebook feed, you can find the YouTube feed, you can find the, uh, the Periscope tweet feed, the audio tweet? feed. Everything you need is in there. So go in there, and when we're on Facebook and Twitter, make sure you like the page so that the more and more people will find out about where we are. Because that's what, you know, to this day, wherever we go, people are like, are you guys still on? What are you doing? I want to hear you. And so we're, we're adding more and more listeners every day, people who have followed the show forever, and we appreciate you guys finding us and listening and having fun with us here at, at Super Bowl in Houston, Texas. Hello. And on that note, Robin? Yes. You ready to get out of here? I, I, I actually have a lot of work to do. So, yeah, and we have, I mean, you never know who's going to stop by. So we might have more last-minute interviews that we'll tape and then play for you tomorrow. And we'll definitely have some live interviews tomorrow. And so tune back in. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to all the various forms of the Tony Bruno Show, Bruno Nation. It doesn't even cost you. You don't have to pay for it. That's the best part. That's the best part. And you know what we say. If it's free, it's for me. Speaking of that, we're going to get some free food right now. And then we'll get some free food later at the party. Some free booze. That's part of the perks of the business. In the meantime, don't forget to follow at Miss Robin Austin, at Luigi Curto 22 back in Philly, holding down the fort, and Joe Corrado, our buddy, at Forza Corrado. Follow him on Twitter. He's hilarious, regardless of where he is. But we will be back here tomorrow. We will let you know. We'll give you a little more notice tomorrow when we can lock in a time. It's going to be in the afternoon, though, right around this time, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So join us then. In the meantime, just remember the things I always say to you, folks. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And more importantly, God bless America. You know why? Because it's a beautiful country. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on the Tony Bruno Show Live. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time. Each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward. Building a stronger future. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders. 
encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. People have gathered around ideas since the beginning of time, each successful collaboration pushing innovation forward, building a stronger future. Motorists Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have combined decades of experience to create an even better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance.